victims, for those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers in the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. Welcome back, everyone, to The Horror Returns. I'm Lance, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Brian and Philip. Uh, and tonight, we're joined by very special guests. We have author uh, Alex Grass, Alexander Grass. Hell, fuck. What do, you, what do you like to go by, man? You call me Alex Grass. Uh, I've also been known to go by A-Train. My wife calls me the Horn Mammal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Very early on, before we were engaged, she used to call me boners with a Z. <laughs> so like if we're uh, Yazer, what is his name? Boner? <laughs> was that his name? Bones or some shit? <laughs> what uh, uh, what what's your what are you into, man? What are your your newest works? Like, give us a quick rundown of of like what type of uh fiction do you write? Who are your influences? What are your newest works? Just kind of take the floor, man. We'll sort of leave it open. For sure. Uh, newest book is A Boy's Hammer. Um, it's kind of fitting because it's uh, Scandinavian mythology set into a modern setting. You know, it's like um, I hadn't read Neil Gaiman late, lately, but, you know, I came to horror sort of later in life. But when I was a kid, that was the one guy that I did read. So if you talk about influences, Neil Gaiman is a huge one. Sandman. Um, never wear, um, and never got around to gods and monsters, but, uh, right. Uh, American gods, rather. American gods. Yeah. American gods rather. Um, but the, uh, the newest one is, a, a family flying over to Finland or a mother and her son, and they disappear in a big storm right before they land in Helsinki. And then 20 years later in the middle of the, uh, Philadelphia oil refineries, um, where actually there was a huge explosion there. Okay. Uh, yeah, in, in real life, in real life, yeah. and they've shut them down. But there's uh, there's an explosion in the book, and this uh, giant man covered in uh, uh, hammers, uh, tattoos of hammers, appears in the middle of um, just sort of like a, a swirl of electricity, electricity and vapor, sort of like uh, Terminator Two style. Because I, <laughs> I I always like to take my favorite parts from movies. And okay. Put them in books because I feel because everything's been done. So you just like try and do honor to the already great, uh, already existing great art that's out there. And um, the man arrives, and then just sort of like things start to uh, go very strangely in Philadelphia. The the borders of Philadelphia are locked off. People can't get in and out. And at the same time, um, a serial killer, the first serial killer, one of the first serial killers from Finland is resurrected um, by uh, Kalma, the queen of the uh, queen of the underworld in Finnish mythology. And he's wreaking havoc throughout Philadelphia throughout. And that's, uh, that's basically what I could give you without, you okay. know, and that's, that's, a lot of so that's chapter one in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. There's, I mean, sometimes, I mean, this, uh, that's why I like, I'm 
kind of pumped to talk about 13th Warrior and especially the, the Northmen, because I know Eggers did a lot of work, you know, with like uh, the historicity of uh, the Northmen, because, uh, you know, I not often, but especially in the last book, you know, I, I go digging, you know. And so the, uh, you know, the the bad guy in A Boy's Hammer, it's like hey, authentic as much as I could, you know, mm-hmm. while, while still uh, uh, allowing, allowing him to be, you know, uh, a portal jumping demon, you know. So, like, <laughs> that part was not true. But then again, if you thought that part was true, you have problems beyond the history of Finland. So, <laughs> or maybe yeah. it was true. And maybe it yeah. was true. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Give us a hey. Give us a rundown of some of your your other recent books. Like, give us a give us a good feel for what all you do. Like, do you do any any romance stuff at all? Do you do any westerns? Do you stick uh, stri- you know pretty much strictly with uh, supernatural? What, cl- where's your where's your comfort zone? The closest I came to romance was in my first book, Black River Lantern. Um, okay. A psychokinetic drunk falls in love with a prostitute. That's about as close. <laughs> oh, as I great! Get. Yeah, <laughs> sounds uh, awesome. And uh, as far as like, I don't know, the divide between uh, leaving Las Vegas and Pretty Woman, I definitely lean further towards the working girl side, you know, uh, and, gotcha. uh, and away from the romance. But the um, the last book uh, before Boys Hammer was Drek. That one's my baby. I've heard of that one. That I tried to read it, man. Again, uh, apologies, dude. I just we had this was too short notice. We had to put the show together, but uh, I've got them. I've got them, so I'm going to be reading them. That's okay. I'm, you know, having them is good enough for me. That's a start, right? That's (laughs) That's a start. start. It's a start, exactly. Yeah, Uh, and Drek is set um, sort of a like a indistinct point in the future um, after. World War Three. It's called the Long War, and um, more or less all governments have been reformed. There's a lot of like municipal governments, so it's a lot more like the way that the world was, I guess, like four or five hundred years ago, where you okay. got all city states and shit. And what happened is at the end of the Long War, a portal opened up in Syria, and this heinous creature comes out. And it's Drek, and like he's antlered, he's grotesque, he is sort of like elephantine skin you know sort of uh, um sort of like the um like the uh uh hyper uh encephalitis head and right and, and body of like the elephant man and then like what looks like a beard but it's actually sort of like craggy translucent rock with Oy. flagella within <laughs> I mean, Jesus yeah, I mean, he's like, he's rough looking and I really go okay. into the description and he appears and it's at the very end of the war after an armistice, like a, a universal armistice has been brokered. And then all right. these soldiers that he goes, comes out of the portal, goes right back in the portal. All these soldiers try to touch where he came out of and everyone that goes closer dies. And every time one of the soldiers dies, this border of energy enlarges around the portal. And so it's seen as an incredibly bad omen. So he becomes the universal scapegoat for the world. And <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's having a, he's having a, you know, it's, I, I, it's this line from South Park. I, I like, you're going to have a bad time. If you, <laughs> they say on South Park, if you pizza instead of French fry, they're talking about skiing technique. You're going to have a bad time. 
if you come out of a portal and then seven soldiers die and you go back in and people don't know why, you're going to have a bad time. So he, he appears in, on the mortuary slab of this uh, mortician in what used to be Pittsburgh. Okay. And he's dead. And it's like, it's, it's, it's huge news because like no one had been, he'd been elusive, not quite like Bigfoot, like people could see him, but because he could move in and out, um, even, even though people had only seen the one portal, he was never able to be like pinned down. And so all these different cults and all these different political interests converge because there's something about his body that not everybody knows about, but they, you know, they want for their own, everyone has their own purposes, you know? Um, and, uh, I, you know, that's pretty much all I can give without revealing the twist in that one. Uh, honestly, okay. cause it yeah, gets, we don't want to, don't want to reveal any twists, man. Yeah. Yeah. We want people buying, stories, buying the books. <laughs> super creative. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, you know, I um, I got it. I actually, like, as an aside, and if if this is uh, too nebulous, of course, you guys can, I assume, edit it out later. But like, I gotta, I nah. like, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was talking with, like, I love talking with readers. I love talking with readers, and I've been messaging uh, with this woman back and forth, and she said, um. My grandfather's name was Frank Adonasio, and she wanted to know if there was, and, and he lived in Pittsburgh, which oh, is okay. which is where like where the story's based. And in the future, you know, it's not Pittsburgh, but it it's it's located where Pittsburgh was. And uh, she said, was it based on him? And everything in me wanted to say yes, you know, but it it, it, it was <laughs> right. I like I just like I wanted to give it to her because I wanted her to yeah. be able to you know like take that and you know shove that down an enemy's throat at Thanksgiving dinner or yeah, but, but we've, we've been talking back and forth and it, you know, she does, she does have a fascinating story and maybe Very I'll, cool. if I get to know her better and I, I get the sanction, maybe I'll go, I'll go right. into it in, uh, in the future. And then, right. um, I, and then real quickly before that, um, the, the influencer, which is about, um, sort of a Rasputin character, uh, but, but ageless comes over from, uh, Eastern Europe naturally comes over to New York city and he starts brokering deals with influencers. The book's called the influencer. He starts brokering deals where he gives them this phone, uh, like a phone. It's sort of like a solid obsidian, um, stony black tablet phone. And, um, in exchange for their souls, they'll get a billion followers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, and, and what ends up happening is like the people who are following these channels become these zombies and they basically nail their own smartphones to their heads and, uh, are We're not too far off. <laughs> yeah. I wrote this a, a little bit ago. I mean, not that long, ago, right? But I like your projections here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Pretty you. Great. Yeah. Cool. I wonder what odds makers would think, you know? <laughs> All right. Well, we got to get more into, um, I'm sure Brian, you can help us get a lot of the, the, uh, our group set up with, with postings of how to get the books and stuff like that. Yeah, I'll get because, the word out. Uh, definitely. Yeah. We definitely want to help with that as much as we can. Uh, hold on. Somebody wants to say hi here. Okay, uh Oh, 
Hey. Say hey. Hi. Hey, tell them who you are. What? Tell, hey, tell them about what you do with dolls. Oh. I don't know how to say it. Your artwork. <laughs> You're an artist. Come on over here. We heard you did a a, a half Chucky, half Tiffany. Cut tell, their heads tell off. them about what you do. Hangs tell them about little. what you do with dolls. Um, I paint like dolls. <laughs> but not yep. in the standard way, right? Yep. Well, your uncle was telling us that you you did like a half Chucky, a half Tiffany kind of doll. I've done Ghostface and Michael Myers and Pennywise. Oh, Ooh. man, that's awesome. <laughs> that's very cool. Very yeah, cool. and so uh, something else we have to post on the on our social media, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we and should what's your name? Tell everybody your name so they know. Uh, Aubrey. Hi, Aubrey. So, <laughs> yep, this is Aubrey. Wanted to come on the show. <laughs> you don't want to talk about the Northman? Haven't seen it yet? Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, Later. Say, <laughs> All right. Watch it with you. Thanks for popping in. <laughs> I, I'm not one for censorship, but I think it's best that she right. doesn't see it for a minute. Probably not quite yet. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not quite yet. She could start with Frozen, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Cool. So we'll we'll put a lot of stuff on social media, uh, and definitely we'll ask you again toward the end of the show how we can, listeners can get in touch with you. But um, in the meantime, uh, Alex, we start with something that we like to call Cool of the Week. And if you want to, usually we have our guests go first, or at least give you the opportunity. So it can be anything that you've watched this week, read, video game you've played, film. Just anything new, like what? What? What's your cool of the week? Coolest thing you've experienced this week? Coolest thing this week? Well, I don't suppose I could say Northman because we're already talking about it. Um, but let me see. I watched a new show um, on Peacock, one of the innumerable uh, streaming services. Yes. <laughs> now that we're up to like 500 subscriptions that you have to have, <laughs> right? At least we're not dealing with the cable companies. Um, <laughs> killing it with um, Craig. Oh, man, I'm having a dad moment. Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Craig Robinson. Ah, okay. So it's a com comedy then. It's a dark comedy. It's a dark comedy. It's it's very, it's like very much in the uh, vein of like Jody Hill, Danny McBride stuff, you know, um, except that Craig Craig Robinson's character is like a sort of a very, very moral, uh, upstanding guy. He's a guy who's trying to break through in business. And, okay. and there's a, a contest in uh, Florida because they have, I guess, um, con the contracted uh, hunters every year to clear out boa constrictors. Um, because okay. cause like, I, I guess this is a real thing because like people buy, yeah. buy, buy them and then – and then they just like set them free when they can't handle them, you know. Right. So, so there's like thousands of them down there, and they're and fucking up the whole ecosystem. Yeah. They're fucking up the whole ecosystem because they're like, you can't. They're, I don't know if they're an apex predator, but nothing can fucking eat. Yeah, them. they're killing alligators. Yeah. Okay. So like, there it is. <laughs> there. So this. So this is a real thing, then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But the show's real funny. All right. Killing it. Um, I'll stick with the comedy, too, guys. I started checking out on HBO Max. You guys seen Our, Our Flag Means Death, the next oh, yeah. uh, oh, Taika Waititi yeah. project. I, 
I started. Yeah. I, how far in did you get? So fucking silly, man. Oh, you know what? We're like four episodes in, but the thing, funny thing is I put it on and I thought that there was no way my wife would watch it with me because she's sort of like tolerated a couple of episodes of what we do in the shadows and you know, she's kind of like, that's not really her type of comedy, but she does she love... She like Taika Waititi? I love that guy. Ah, yeah, she just <laughs> doesn't get into that particular show. I think, I'm, I'm trying to think of what movies, I, I don't even know if she's seen that many of his of his films. I probably need to intro, introduce her now to some more, but uh, she kind of got into it with me too, but it's just so fucking silly. And then yeah. when you realize that it's based on a on an actual character that I think he only lived like three years being a pirate and then he got killed. Oh my so god! I don't know how long the show can go on, but uh, it's pretty good, man. You got got a lot of characters, uh, actors that you see show up in, in a lot of other British shows that you've seen before, and New Zealand actors and things like that that he's used before. But uh, what main guy? What's his name? Rise Rise Davies or something like that. Um, I've seen him in a lot of other stuff before. I think he, he had a little bit part in one of the What We Do in the Shadows movies. He's uh, he, he was the werewolf. Oh, God. Okay, that was the, the swearwolf, huh? The swear, no, right. yeah. Okay, werewolf, okay. Not now swearwolf. I know who that fucker is. Okay, all right. But this guy's just so just fucking ridiculous as a pirate. Have, have, have any of you guys seen this show yet? Uh, I've been meaning to watch it. I, it, it. When I go on HBO Max, it pops up all the time. I, I think I think they're all up now. I, I think there's only like eight episodes or something like that. And they're only like 25 to 30 minutes, so pretty quick watch. Definitely uh, definitely worth it, but I'd, I'd recommend Our Flag Means Death pretty heavily. Yeah, I saw okay. the first one. It's pretty funny. That guy yeah. is Oh, really... so you did. You did yeah. check out I saw the, the first, first yeah. One. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's kind of like a dandy. <laughs> he like in the beginning, like the first people they pirate are like two old right. fishermen and like this <laughs> shitty right. fucking schooner, and he's and not he's taking come... any chances. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Hey, I, all the Taiki Taika Waititi stuff has been pretty gold so far, so and right? I'll, I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, and I know a lot of people show up in it, by the way, and I don't want to give any names out because, like, people you wouldn't expect to uh, to show up, like, once you get to, like, episode three, episode four. So uh, I think we're, like, halfway done. We're, like, four episodes in. So, yeah, that that's a, that's a strong cool of the week. All right. Uh, well, I, I'll continue the trend with comedy and then roll into something something else. Um, I, I went back and watched some old stuff uh, with my with my eleven year old son. Uh, I watched uh, Happy Gilmore and oh, uh, <laughs> Go to your home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and man, he is in love with the water boy. And uh, it was great right? to see him enjoy oh. it as much as I did. <laughs> we, nice. call my, we call my brother Bobby Boucher because, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> if you talk about his mom, you know. I love my right? mama very much. Now you know that. <laughs> <laughs> mama says alligators is only because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> Mama's wrong. You're wrong, Mr. Sanders. <laughs> uh, and then I uh, I am caught up with uh, Moon Knight now. Ah. And, uh, oh. Don't say anything. Don't say anything, oh, please. Shit. I should have said that. That yeah. show has blown right. me away. I gotta add that yeah. in here. I don't have All any right. idea what's add going on right notes. now. 
Because yeah. at the end of episode four, I, right. I, we're not making a whole lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's just more questions to add to it that they can answer later, and I'm sure that they will. I think um, it's all going to come together yeah. at the end of the season. Yeah, they're not going to lost us. Okay. <laughs> how, many, how many episodes, guys? Uh, four right now. But, I mean, how many are there, are there going to be uh, in the season? Do you know? Uh, Marvel usually goes the six or eight. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, cool. Something like that. Yeah, because I wanted to wait till they were all up, so it sounds like we're we're getting close. Yeah, and it's getting there. The story's progressing along. It just they entered a whole new level of what the fuck is going on. Oh, I, I, just I like say this, that. The storyline they're on now is that at least from what I can see is going towards I believe is the Jeff Lemire comic, and I've okay. read it. So like you won't be lost forever. Okay. It's based on something that has an end. It's interesting. I like it. I like what they're doing. It's keeping me entertained, and uh, and I want to watch it. So nice. Uh, I'm 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 happy with that one so far. And, and so I Bri- think that's my legit cool of the week. Bri- Brian's legit cool of the week is going to be Amityville in the Hood oh, Part geez. Seven. I forgot. Right? No, they, they haven't made that yet. So, <laughs> but yeah, I will start with the. Uh, with I've, been going, I've been going through the Amityville <laughs> movies because right. there's so many of them. And I, I, every I'll one just, of them, Alex. He's going through every fucking one of them. I watch anything because I just like to have that why. reference. Because when somebody asks about a movie, I like to say, hey, I know what you're talking about. Right. And uh, this one, uh, the Amityville Terror, came out in 2016. Not bad. I will say this. The Amityville Terror. Funny. Oh, yeah, is that your prob- cool of the week? I'm writing it down right now. No, it's not. But okay, all right. That the, the acting wasn't that bad. Uh, it gets points because it actually had the house in the the town. Okay. A lot of these Amityville movies just have the Amityville in the title, and yep. it makes no sense. Head head and shoulders above like Amityville Sand Sharks. Yes. <laughs> um, if any of the the fifteen or twenty of them I watched so far, I would definitely recommend this one. Yeah. Nice. Okay. The Amityville Lance, Terror. Yeah, Lance, get the check ready because okay. you can find this at 2B. 2B. <laughs> Cha-ching. Cha-ching. Bean and Marcy are over there dancing right now. Yeah. <laughs> We've, yeah. We got a deal going with another podcast. They do a 2B Tuesday show. So every time we mention 2B, we owe them, what did we decide? Point zero 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 one cent? Yep. Checks in the yeah. mail. Checks in or the mail. Pants. <laughs> U- U- Ukrainian currency, of course. Yeah. That's right. Oh yes. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Ah, we'll stick with ours. It'll get worse. <laughs> and oh. Be on, and, and be on the lookout for Amityville Boiler Room, which is of course about a supernatural Ponzi scheme. Oh, you, you, there you go. You just That's put right. it out in the universe, so it's coming. <laughs> Uh, my cool of the week is actually uh, a Nick Cage movie from 2013, uh, The Frozen Ground. Oh, I mean, okay. It's about uh, a real-life uh, serial killer from uh, my city. Uh, you guys uh, ever heard of uh, Robert go. Hansen? No. He would, uh, in like the early 80s, um, he would basically, he would kidnap prostitutes. Mm-hmm rape him, do whatever he wants. Then he would take him on his, he had like a small plane. He would fly him out to the middle of nowhere, release him, and then go hunt them. 
Jesus oh, shit, what Christ. a fucked up guy, huh? And I Rich think serial killer shit. Wow. <laughs> what what really stood out to me was how I guess incompetent the police were. Right? Because uh, Nick Cage plays a, a state trooper that okay. he was trying to tell everybody like these aren't just random murders, they're connected. Right? And the police were basically like not not wanting to go with the whole idea of a serial killer and close the case and the guy was actually arrested for rape and was let go hmm. twice. Okay. Wow. And Nick Cage was trying to tell everybody like this is the guy, you know, all the yeah, all the, this no, is I don't, the guy. I don't have the concrete evidence, but everything is pointing to everything leads to right. him. Yeah. And uh, Vanessa Hudgens plays like his his latest victim that actually gets away and identifies him, but some okay. something happens to where they just let him go. And it, it was kind of fucked up All because right. they were like, like she's a prostitute. How does a prostitute get raped? You know, and they just let him go. Wow. Right. Okay. He he actually brutal, ended up man. murdering like I believe twenty one victims, and he raped over thirty women. Holy shit. And uh, he eventually got caught, but I, I thought it was uh, real fascinating because I actually, we have a family friend. Her husband was a retired cop and he actually worked on the, um, the, the little task force they put together. Okay. Cause you know, they were, when they got certain evidence, they got search warrants to go search his house. And of course, you know, he would not have anything. He was very careful on, you know, cause he would keep, um, like mementos of each victim. Mm-hmm. It was like a, you know, jewelry or, you know, just something. But of course, you know, he wouldn't, you couldn't find no evidence in his plane, his house, you know, and he mm. was, a, he was like a regular guy in the community. He, I right. think he owned a bakery and just, yeah, just Jesus Christ, man, just a nice average guy on the outside, but you know, would come home and then he would have a, a, a girl chained up and just, Oh like, my God. Yeah, fascinating movie. This one's on right. uh, Netflix. If uh, anybody wants to check it out, that, that amazes me how ground. like people never know, you know, like yeah. Oh, right. hey, Rob, hey, Rob, going for another midnight flight into the wilderness? Yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, like, and like yeah. I said, the, the 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 way the police handled it was like they even yeah. got offended. It should be that, criminal. They even got offended that the feds reopened a case that they had already closed. Oh man! Mm, well, too bad. Too bad. Yeah. <laughs> they they See, had to do what I, they had to do. It sounded like. I don't think I understood how much like. I feel like if you get arrested for rape and like convicted, mm-hmm. what are you doing out? Yeah. Right. I, 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 <laughs> I don't think I realized how much times, that right? happens. And if I'm remembering correct in the movie, I think it was twice, and it was the hmm. same like same situation. You know, met a met a working girl, a prostitute. You know, was working out. You know, I want this, but then basically ends up raping her, and then having some kind of story that apparently somebody believes and just like mm. detaining him, basically detaining him, and then eventually right. letting him go. Well, once you have and enough I, money to own a plane, you mm. work under. Oh, and that was that was ridiculous because they they also found out that he. Wasn't even supposed to have a flying uh, license because of uh, what they said, uh, mental health conditions or something. But he was just able to fly this plane anyway. Yeah, 
Plus but, all these fucking high-powered rifles he was hunting them down with, right? Did this guy uh, go to, like, the same uh, flight school as the hijackers? Like, I don't get it. Like, who's giving these... No the- shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it was... It, it just blew me away. a little it's complicated, just, right? <laughs> this, this stuff's in his records, but the, the, the flight tower is just allowing him to just take off and... But uh, he eventually got caught and... It's always sad when they post the pictures at the end of the movie of the real life victims. And some of yeah. them, they don't even know if it was the bodies they found because they were so badly decomposed. And some oh, of them wow. eventually like animals had got to their bodies and right. at the bottom of it would say a uh, body found unknown or unidentical or something like that. So it's crazy. But, they all like go after hookers and are normal guys. And I like how many serial killers are there that are, have the yeah. same exact mo. Mine's and I, f- I f- you feel so bad, especially when they when they say she's a prostitute. How can you rape a prostitute? She's not even. She's not telling yeah. the truth. That that was a line in the movie. I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but Listen, I will John, say, John Cusack to be was in that movie, right? Yeah, he's uh, right. he plays the killer, the serial okay. killer. John Cusack. Yeah. Yeah, he's oh, gone. That makes sense. He's gone dark recently. He's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, right. I will say the one ridiculous moment in it was Fifty Cent shows up as a pimp, and he has like the long oh, hair. God. Yeah, truly <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> if it had been Snoop, it'd be a totally different story. It yeah, would have worked. Then it would have made sense. This was during the time when Fifty had lost, you know, all the muscle mass, and he was yeah, a little okay. bit leaner. So it was just right. like. Probably could have just got Snoop, you know. <laughs> and the, and the, the, the hair clearly was not his. Just, right. It, 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 Very it clearly. Didn't, it didn't look good, but it didn't take me out the movie, though. All right. So good. Good movie, though. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah, it. A strong and on, and on Netflix, which for now we can all still afford. <laughs> yeah. So um, they send us another raise in price. Yeah. Well, you guys heard what they're thinking about doing next, right? Uh, about the password sharing? Yeah, change it where you like literally have to buy Netflix for every single individual fucking device in your house. It They'll has to have its own Netflix They'll account. They'll kill themselves. They'll kill yeah. themselves. That won't. That'll be yeah. it. <laughs> well, I yeah. mean, they seem to be on that path. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, how do we get more sales? Let's do more right. shit that people hate. <laughs> I guess yeah. they reported they had a huge amount of unsubscribers. Yeah. Recently. Uh, well. But, I, to me, what's crazy is because, like, I read all about the Blockbuster thing, and, like, as Blockbuster right. was floundering, they brought mm-hmm. back late fees. And if Netflix can't uh, see the parallel there, yeah, yeah, you know. Sure, sure. That's all right. They're, like you said it's earlier, true. there's 16,000 other streaming services to take their place, right? Exactly. It's not like we're going to be without streaming services. Yeah, because uh, before I watched this, uh, The Frozen Ground, I haven't watched Netflix since... Right, Cobra Kai. The last season came out. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, they haven't now. had a, a ton of new stuff. That's like real quality. Right. Yeah, Ozark, Stranger Things. That's yeah, about that it, cool. right? Yeah. I'm um, all right. That. Ozark comes back out today, right? Yesterday. Is it? I think Already? it just came out. The the last episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right. Uh, I'm gonna check watch that out. tonight. All right. Uh, well, now we come to that part of the show that we call Horror Headlines, brought to you by Brian. Take it away, man. Ooh, slim on the news again. Um, Chucky season it, two it has, been, has uh, begun uh, production. 
Very nice. And for some reason, they announced that Brad Duroff was back to voice Chucky, which I assumed he was. Why, yeah, why would there be back? a question? Unless yeah. <laughs> they're going to bring in Luke Skywalker to do the voice. Told. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mindhunter season three, if it would have happened, they would have taken the team to Hollywood and got into the serial killers in uh, that neck of the woods. Okay. But don't know if happen. the season. No, uh, it, it's probably not going to happen because they let all of the actors out of their contracts. Right. It's, it's it, it was weird. I, I just was like, why don't you just say it's not happening instead of just saying we let everybody out of their contracts. and like uh, let's, Yes. So uh, Netflix sorry. continuing okay. to make good decisions. Yeah, <laughs> says here says here April April twenty ninth for Ozark guys for the oh, okay. final eight. So we're we're almost there. All right, I know there's some more news here. Uh, M Night Shyamalan's uh, new film Knock at the Cabin has also begun production. This is part of his uh, big deal he signed with Universal Pictures. I believe uh, Old was the first one in that new deal. So okay. They're trying their best to make a splash. Universal, yeah, not really working. Sure, <laughs> yeah. The the universe didn't work very well with the, no. the mummy and all that. Tom Cruise. <laughs> and they still got Fast and Furious. Ah, okay. I'll keep For how much those longer? Out. We don't know, right? Oh, they'll do spinoffs. Sure, no doubt. Uh, Lionsgate is looking to relaunch the Blair Witch franchise. Is Why not? Inside? Why not? <laughs> they can do that. Blair Mitch, Blair, Blair Witch meets Leatherface. How about yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> I am down uh, for a new found footage movie. I like those. Yeah. Um, yeah they're, they're also well. yeah. they're also looking to uh, relaunch the Leprechaun franchise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And one person that has said to be interested, uh, actually, he came forward and said he wants to do it is Darren Lynn Bowsman, who has worked with the Saw wow. movies. Okay. Uh, but he does have some requirements. Uh, he says Warwick Davis has to come back. Yeah. Yes. And he said it will be connected to the original ones. He doesn't want to do a totally. brand new story. Yeah. Okay. So. I'm, he's he's a big director, and I'm if he wants to do right. it, let let him do it. No, I no iced tea in this one, huh? No iced tea. <laughs> he could <laughs> cameo. I'd put iced tea in every movie with, with a magical flute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that guy. And there's one thing I was sent here. I'm trying to find it that uh, they wanted me to talk about on the show. Uh, oh, Matthew Lillard. All right has started a new studio called Midnight Movie Club. It's an NFT-based project that allows holders to participate in the first-ever decentralized movie studio. And its first uh, project is going to be a vampire movie titled Let Them Die. I don't know what that means. Neither do I. But (laughs) it sounds like people that invest in the the company or the the people that buy the NFT are going to actually have a say in the project and have ideas and feedback. Wow. Is an NFT not just like a digital picture? I don't know anymore. I, know, <laughs> I, I thought I did. Yeah. 
I thought that, I don't get it. That could go well, or that could be a shit show, you know? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was bad enough with like a director and three producers having a say in the way a movie goes. But sure, why not have like right. two thousand people fucking say what they think? Yeah, yes. everybody write one line of dialogue, right? Great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And they revealed wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they revealed that the killer was a teddy bear with schizophrenia. Mad, mad libs, mad, mad libs, libs, Alex. Mad libs. They revealed seen the those killers at improv nights where they shout shit out from the audience. Oh my <laughs> god, yeah, yeah. They revealed the killer was Dracula's butthole. <laughs> well, we're gonna segue into a recently canceled Dracula movie. Uh, okay. Karen Kusama, who did um, Jennifer's Body and uh, The Invitation. Ah, okay. She was doing a modern-day take uh, on Dracula, and for some reason, they, they didn't even specify they're not moving forward with it. Hmm. Interesting. Well. I'm going to go out and say that it'll probably come out that um, they weren't allowing her to do what she wanted to do with the film, and... Artistic differences. Yeah. Okay. So, but really? I, 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 it, it sounded <laughs> like it was gonna, artistic principles, man. Yeah, it, it, it sounded like fuck it up anyway. It sounded like it was going to be cool because it was part of this whole new Universal Monsters reboot, you know, that they're doing. Right. With, you know, they just had, did the Invisible Man with um, Lee Wanell and. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm looking forward to this Renfield movie with uh, Nick Cage as dracula <laughs> maybe that's why they're not doing this one <laughs> maybe that one is said, art, i'm gonna already, be the only dracula around these days it's already done it, it's gonna be interesting because he said his, his he drew inspiration from the movie malignant and the oh, character God. from the grudge movies okay oh wow sure. so sure it's nick cage i'm there for it so okay yeah he will yeah. be and that's great. I really wanted to go see that. Which yep. one? The uh, Impossible Weight of Unbearable Talent. Oh, uh, um, we'll get there. We'll make it. I, I didn't make it this weekend, but we'll make it this week. I want to see that so bad. <laughs> uh, I almost I almost did a double feature with the North. Yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sure, the, sure theater, theater was did. theater was packed. So that's a good sign. Uh, and I think that's uh, all the news. All right. Well, uh, Alex, you guys have trailer parks up there in Pennsylvania? Well, I'm in I'm in New York now. I moved here because my wife and my kids are all born here. Okay. In Manhattan or Brooklyn or? In Brooklyn. Upstate. Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. Trailer parks in Brooklyn? Uh, Just no, Coney it, Island, huh? No, no not, even, not even Coney okay. Island. Trailer parks, <laughs> way too much real estate. Way okay. too much real estate. You couldn't give people that much frontage. No sure. way. But uh but Long Island and Jersey on the other hand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you gotta go ways out Long Island. Upstate. Okay. Drive upstate just a little bit. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and New York. Got them all over the place. And there's plenty in Pennsylvania. All right. Well, in the meantime, then we're gonna we're gonna take us a little trip down to the trailer park. Bring you the big, the small, and sometimes the very, very weird. Uh, Brian, what's our first new trailer to talk about tonight? Uh, the first one, I swear I didn't mean it to kind of work with the the, the theme of the show, but it's yeah? Thor, Love and Thunder. 
Ah, kinda. so it worked out. Speaking yeah. of Taika Waititi. <laughs> Taika Waititi is back. Uh, quick right? synopsis. Thor enlists the help of Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster to fight Gore the God Butcher. And he intends to make the gods extinct. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Sounds, this, like an, sounds like an Alex Graff story to me. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, I mean, if Jane Foster was a prostitute. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, hey, you never know. Yeah. Uh, we got a, turn pretty, her out. got a pretty stacked cast here. Uh, Karen Gillian, Taika Watiti, Christian Bale, Natalie Portman, Bradley Cooper, Matt Damon. What? Chris Matt Pratt. Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> Basically, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy are in here. Tessa Thompson, okay. Russell Crowe as Zeus. Right. What? Huh. Melissa wow. McCarthy. I don't know who she's Zeus gonna be. The fuck? <laughs> Melissa McCarthy's gonna be the Valkyrie, right? <laughs> uh, Sam O'Neill or Sam Neill. That's what? what? Well, he's in all of Taika's stuff because he was okay. in. Neil? Okay. Okay. He, he was in one of Taika's first movies. All right, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I see Luke Hemsworth. That was the so. wildebeest or whatever. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, I see Luke Hemsworth in here. So him and Matt Damon, right. they're probably bringing back the the Thor and Loki. Sure, actor, so. sure. Uh, did everybody get a chance to watch the? It's more of a teaser trailer. Yeah, well, I all think right. we all watched it. What'd you guys think? Looks funny. Yeah. yeah. Lance, like you weren't a, a big fun. fan. You you weren't a big fan of the last one, were you? Uh, not as much as you guys were, but I mean, I'm going to be rewatching it pretty soon since we're going through all the Marvel movies again. So I may have a slightly elevated opinion this time. But um, no, this one looks like a lot of fun, and this this looks like a throwback to that 1980s, uh, late 70s, early 80s, the Frank Frazetta artwork on the Conan. Uh, mm-hmm. novels and shit like that and all the, you know, fucking what what do they have some did they have was it Led Zeppelin music they were playing in Guns there? Guns and Roses. They, okay, Guns oh, and Roses. That was a good choice. So yeah, this is kind of like your heavy metal, you know, Frank Frazetta, you know, Thor, I think. Yeah. I, I think I, I'm gonna enjoy this one a lot. And I like the inclusion of uh Lady Thor with uh, Jane Foster and they exactly have con- that was. Okay. Yeah, they have confirmed that they're doing the storyline <clears throat> excuse me in the comics where she has cancer but wow. when she when she That's wields the one. hammer when she wields the hammer she okay. doesn't ha- not have any of the effects of the cancer. Ah, so Okay. Okay. Looking forward to it. Uh, got the Guardians in there. So uh, Chris Pratt, you know, there's going to be some comedy in there. And uh, you think <laughs> I've heard some theories that this is they're going to kill off Thor in this one. Oh, uh, OK. All right. I mean, the that makes sense. Thor. Yeah, I don't think Hemsworth is on for any other movies, is he? Not that I've heard. Yeah. I thought so, I thought that sweet. he said that he would do it as long as. As he could, and he said that in an interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When um, okay. yeah, but I think his contract is up, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, you never know. They, it's Disney, you know. They're gonna yeah. pull the yeah. money truck up. Sure, right? sure. I mean, it'd be nice to bring yeah. him back. Because oh, I did, I did hear they were gonna bring back uh, Chris Evans for Cap. Kind of do like um, okay, how they did Black Widow. You know, a story about right, what right, happened right. in between uh, okay. Civil War and because you know. We don't know where Cap and them went during that right. time. So, 
And he also said, as long as they want me to play Cap, you know. So. It's just him sitting in a room growing a beard. Yeah. Probably. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they could do, like, because well, he goes back at the end of Endgame to be with right, Peggy. Right. So maybe they could do something like Up, where Peggy Carter dies. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and then he, and she's, ba- cry at the she's barren. You know, they right. share the montage at the beginning, that's, and that's when he goes on his first adventure. Oh, <laughs> bring wow. your tissues. Wow. Yep. For sure. <laughs> And uh, yeah. um, Taika Waititi, dude, um, I'm so wrong, right? Ragnarok is probably yeah. my favorite Marvel movie. That's saying a lot. Uh, and, yeah. uh, I'm really interested to see Christian Bale as the villain. Uh, yeah. was a gore the God Butcher wants to wants to <laughs> make all the gods extinct. Uh huh. Listen, he may yell at extras, and he's probably an right? asshole in person, but. <laughs> See, he, he's gonna he's gonna pull from that as his uh, inspiration yes. in the movie. Right. He's yeah. Gonna think back to that. Uh, what was it? Uh, the guy holding the boom mic or whatever. Philip, say it, Philip. You yeah. you always say the line best, dude. What did he say, Philip? I can't remember what he said. I don't know, but you're always saying it. <laughs> God damn Do it. I? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> like you get out of here, right? <laughs> God damn it, we're being yelled at right Christian now. Mr. Bale, though, man. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, well, and that shit was funny as hell to me. I, right. He's done great in every movie I've ever seen him in. So Sure, sure. All right. Uh, not too long from now, uh, July 8th. Got uh, right around the 11th the Thunder, July right 8th. Two weeks from now, we got Doctor Strange. Yes. That'll be interesting. I can't wait. They brought Sam Raimi in for that shit. Sam yeah. Raimi, and they they said they're teasing Endgame level surprises. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure how much I buy sure. that. <laughs> I, I I'm gonna say we're gonna get the X Men. Hmm. We're gonna get a multiverse version of the X Men. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, we're gonna have to eventually, right? At some point, they can't let yeah. them go to waste. And yeah. Disney- and I, much like much like Netflix, Disney stocks aren't exactly through the moon right now. So oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. maybe that money truck's not not going to be there in time, Brian. Also, yeah. why we stay away from politics? Yes, yeah. that's why we stay away from politics. We exactly. we learned that several months ago, Alex, <laughs> or several years ago. <laughs> I just like. You know what I really need? I need a hundred-year-old mouse telling me what to think about the culture wars. <laughs> right. Right. Let's not go into any of those older yep. Disney cartoons either. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shucks, Dumbo. You can't fly. You just an elephant. <laughs> All right. Our final trailer is upon us. Stranger Things 4 after what? Two, three years of waiting Something for this. Something like that, yeah, four maybe. Uh, the the only person I'm going to mention in the cast that needs to be mentioned because everybody else is coming back is Robert Englund sure. is in the cast as a major character. What did you guys think? Looks creepy as hell. <laughs> I love the opening of this, and it yeah, this looks like like really really scary Stranger Things. Yeah, I, I hope what I heard is correct, that they said the pandemic actually made them go back and fine-tune fine the, the script okay. and make it better. Oh. So um, hopefully 
they're just not saying, you know, our show right? is the best ever. But I, yeah, I'm looking I forward imagine. to it. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I'm looking forward to it. The, 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 I'm assuming that was the main monster at the end. Looks super creepy. Yeah. Look well done. I'm looking forward to Robert Englund. I like the time jump because they're they're now in high school, which is smart because they're super grown up now and you can't just yeah. they can't just still be in sixth, seventh grade or whatever they I was. Mean, they're all like a foot taller. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. Listen, you can cast a thirty year old as a high schooler, but you cannot cast a 18 year old is a sixth grader <laughs> <laughs> for sure that's why that's why do you have disappeared for a couple yeah. of years yeah yeah i thought it was i was i mean i was not a huge fan of the last season so you know uh like like you were saying brian like the idea that they went back and um and uh fine-tuned the script because i think that like because it was such a phenomenon you know, you can kind of get like that, um, you know, like that sophomore, junior year, you know, lays mm-hmm. where they, they kind of like feel they don't have to. They can just do whatever they want. You know, that's why I feel like in shows like, you know, it's like seasons one and two are real good. All of a sudden, the third season, you know, just sort of like generalizing here, third season of a show, it'll like be a bit of a turd. And then like the yeah, fourth right. one will come back. Like I'm remembering like Breaking Bad or okay. like. You know, uh, maybe even The Wire, but like the fourth season, usually it's like, you know, it's like it's they they strap on their big boy pants and they say, (laughs) right. Yeah. yeah. The fourth season come back. Huh? Yeah. yeah. But the the trailer was it really looks explosive. And to me, the one good thing about like being a, a cultural phenomenon is it looks like they got some serious money pumped into it. It does. Yeah, it does. You know, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know how long they'll be able to do it, but uh, season five is uh, the end after this. The end? Oh, yeah, okay. they they announced it. There, there's an end st- end game to it. At least they have some sort of story going now, and and they know where it's going to end, and they can build up to that. And I think that that's going to probably make it a lot better. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. It's like anything that has, you know. <laughs> You can, it's always easier when you're working towards a goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you Makes you have sense. you yeah. have the end zone in sight. Or you know, yeah, you know the you know the end game, right? Right. Exactly. You could you like you, you could work because if you're just like out in the wilderness, you know, trying to pull ideas, but you don't know what purpose the ideas are serving. Lost lost <coughs> lost season four. <coughs> five. <laughs> just come up with a story good enough right. and leave it open ended yeah. enough to make up a story later to. Gaps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what this new thing Netflix is doing, but they're splitting the season up. But luckily, it's they're not split too far apart because um, part one is uh, May 27th and part two is July 1st. Not bad. Okay. Comes back to the money thing. It's so that people don't subscribe, watch all the episodes yeah. and then unsubscribe. But, right. Yeah. All right. Which I don't think happens too much with Netflix, but if they keep fucking around, it will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. always say I'm going to just cancel my subscription, and yeah. I've been paying for it for, I don't know, however long it's yeah. been out. I mean, it's oh. it's getting expensive enough to make a difference now. So Man, I had I had Netflix when I literally rented DVDs. DVDs, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was back when, a long time ago. 30 years they, ago? Back 30, when they 25. had, like, maybe... 
maybe 20, yeah. 30 movies to stream online. Yes. Yeah. I, when I first started, Brian, they had zero streaming at all. It was yeah. literally nothing but like uh, hard DVDs and they would mail them to you mm-hmm. in like an a envelope that you could unseal it. And uh, so you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. See, and that I was, used to do that was many, many years ago. I used to do Blockbuster that did that exact same thing. Oh, they did do that for a while. But then they? you could take right. the DVDs and trade them okay. in yeah, for, a store for, for video. They had sure. There. And yeah. they'll mail they'll mail, the yeah, and they'll mail the DVDs. Oh, that's a great show. Yeah. Except for the <laughs> last season. Yeah. Right. All right. That was the last trailer. All right. Time to take a little trip. Uh, down to listener feedback. I was going to say trailer park, but that's not where we're at. Uh, like how you fix that right we, there. We, yeah. passed, we passed the trailer park. We're moving toward the <laughs> feedback now, right? <laughs> um, Actually, we're going to skip feedback for this week, but I do have one thing to throw in there. Let's see what we got. Uh, We've got from Cindy. Um, It's a uh, crowdfund for Horror Able. It's a movie. Uh, so check that out on Indiegogo. Uh, she says, hope all is well. I just launched my uh, launched my crowdfunder and wanted to know if you can donate and or share uh, to help me get the word out. You can find all this on uh, the Horror Returns group. So mm-hmm. go check that out. Horror able, like horrible, sort of, right? Yeah. Or it's horror okay. able instead of. I don't know how to say that yeah. without being offensive. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a it's a it's a documentary about creatives in horror with disabilities, and uh, they're going to have uh, Blackula director William Crane that's participating in uh, one of the perks that you can okay. uh, donate to. Um, yeah, a, a great subject matter, important project. So definitely, um, I posted links. Um, Cindy's Sanabria's friend of the show, so you should already be following her if you follow us. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yes. she's, yep. she's women, women of Color and Horror and yeah. Horror Tour Guide. Yep. Cindy Sanabria. Uh, but if you don't follow her, you can go to our social media pages, and I posted uh, a link to the crowdfunder. Nice. Right. Nice. So in closing, go check out all our social medias, because that's where all the info is. Horror Able. Awesome. Go fund that thing so we can get some good movies out. And uh, we're going to once again throw some love at our newest Patreon patron, uh, Al Ramsour. <laughs> it's all about Rihanna. Yeah, big, big, big Rihanna. Fan. <laughs> Alex, you got to go back and listen to our show two weeks ago and you'll get it. <laughs> if you give me enough time during the editing, I'll do it. All right. <laughs> he, uh, we, yeah, we threw something out there and r- randomly, without any context at all, he was saying something about seeing Rihanna's butthole. I don't know. It was weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, think, I think he basically did admit to drunk messaging or something. Yeah, he was, he, was, <laughs> oh my God. he was drinking, thinking about yeah. Rihanna on Facebook. Commented on a post. Yeah. I for that. <laughs> commented on a post that had nothing to do with anything that he was talking about. So. Right. Uh, and of course our show intro comes from Steve Carlton of the League of Geeks nope just Geeks 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 with a Z reformatted yep and our artwork is from Natsulani check her out on Instagram uh, and if you'd like to help us out and be like Al 
who loves Rihanna's butthole. <laughs> uh, we'll let you pick the movies for a future show at any amount and for five dollars or more a month also pick a commentary for a future bonus show that may not even be what he said but i that's how i remember it. Uh, no, he, he good. said something a little bit more risque than the butthole so. there's definitely licking involved in whatever if you have a chance please give us a five-star apple podcast review Rihanna, we're talking to you. <laughs> yeah, there you right. go. <laughs> On to our featured attractions. Uh, this week, we get ready for a battle with 1999's 13th Warrior, as well as the brand new film, The Northman. Both of which I think were maybe based on some really classic stuff. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that. Uh, we're going to start with The 13th Warrior from 1999. Uh, a man having fallen in love with the wrong woman is sent by the sultan himself on a diplomatic mission to a distant land as an ambassador. Uh, stopping at a Viking village to port, uh, Viking village port to restock on supplies, he finds himself unwittingly embroiled in a quest to banish a mysterious threat in a distant Viking land. Uh, directors are John McTiernan, uh, also known for Die Hard and Predator. And um, got, Michael got Crichton. the right movies, Lance. Yeah, there you go. Proud, proud of you. <laughs> Two wasn't, good ones. Wasn't yeah, some random movie he did. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't his wasn't his college film project, right? <laughs> uh, and uh, Michael Crichton, um, author of several books and director of the original film Westworld. Uh, writers were Michael Crichton because I think it's based on the book. And uh, Eaters of the Willie, Dead. Yeah, Eaters yeah. of the Dead. Yep. William Wishwer and Warren Lewis. Yeah, Crichton losing Crichton was a was a was a bad one, wasn't it, Alex? That that hurt. <laughs> uh, I you know I came to him later, but like he was, uh -huh. if you learn about him, he was monumental. He really yeah. was big time, great stuff. He, yeah. Uh, let's see the Vikings. Some trivia: the Vikings' uh, disparate armor can be explained by the Norse tradition of taking the armor of a vanquished foe. Like a video game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that explains why why they were all so different. Okay. It's going to be a great game. <laughs> I get it now. Okay. Vikings also used to jump into bricks that magically levitated in the air, and then there they would go. jump okay. above the brick and collect <laughs> coins. <laughs> Got to find the secret stash. Uh, it was also a So display. much history. So much history in this episode tonight, guys. It was also a display of status in Norse society. Uh, the nicer ah. the armor, the higher the position. Um, Dennis Storhoy, Storhoy, I don't know how to say that because it's an O with a line through it. Um, almost Lars, drowned. help us out, Lars. Lars from <laughs> Denmark. Uh, almost drowned during an underwater section. Um, Antonio oh, Banderas shit. jumped in the water and pulled him out and saved wow. his life. Yes. Real That's life hero. Nice. Antonio. Antonio Barris saved Antonio saved the day. Are you okay, my friend? <laughs> uh, Alex, what did you think about the 13th Warrior? 13th Warrior, a much maligned film, one of my favorites, actually. 13th much my maligned? Yeah. I, well, well, I was reading. At, at, at the time, it got slammed. 
You know, no was, kidding. Yeah, okay. it, it was a big box office disaster. And John McTiernan, who was like a go to guy for these blockbuster films, I, okay. he, really, he really suffered. I don't know what he made a, a, after that, but it, it affected his career, you know? Um, Bullshit. Yeah, but um, I loved it. I saw it in theaters when it came out. I think I saw it with my old man. Um, I thought that it was just like, as I watched it as an adult, and I have seen this movie, uh, no joke, thirty times or more. I watch okay. it. I watch it very often. I find yeah. it incredibly inspiring. Uh, I thought it was, a, you know, it was designed as to sort of be a blockbuster, and you can see that you know, for its time, you know, it had an incredible budget. But um, to me, what was most interesting is sort of like the riffing on on the myth, uh, on the myth of Beowulf. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, because they the the chieftain, the main chieftain in the movies, Bulvai, which is spelled Bulawif, which is pretty darn close. And, you know, Crichton's explicit about that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, Beowulf, it's like you don't realize that there are some books or some stories that are so important um, in in the Western canon in in storytelling that you sort of take for granted how much they've informed and um like uh, beowulf it's like what the huge problem for historians is books go missing right like we have something like less than three percent of anything that's been written you know pre-antiquity and so okay. and because uh, beowulf is sort of like a combination it's been theorized as a combination of a lot of different cultures that people added. You, what you're getting is you're getting like a myth that's on par with, um, um, you know, like the biblical flood. It's like a story that's shared by everybody. It's the hero story. Okay. You know? So let me let me uh, not to interrupt, Alex, but how do you think that the the, the current technology is going to change all that? Everything being digitally somewhere now at all times. How do you think that is going to? Do you think we're still going to lose that much? Or do you think that it's some going to be somewhere accessible if you just know how to access it, you know, through digital means moving forward? Um, you know, it's hard to say because, like, listen, you know, people probably thought the same thing, um, you know, uh, when uh, film first came out, right? right? Or, or you know, when when music, uh, you know, was <clears throat> you could uh, tape everything and, and transfer digitally. But then there was that like huge fire. I think was it the Universal Fire? Right. Okay. There, or, or there, there was like a fire, Universal or Sony Pictures. I forget which house. And like they lost everything. Right. You know? Right. They, some of it's not recoverable, and you're not even sure. Yeah. Long ago. So you know, disaster is always possible, and uh, you know, you never know what you know. Like there's this uh, there's this judge who's also an academic. His name's Richard Posner, and he wrote a whole book about how like people only know how to prepare for disasters that have already happened. Right. Yeah, and, and yet, and yet we don't. <laughs> yeah, look at, yeah, and yet look we, at and what we, just happened that happened a hundred years ago. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you know, like marginal right. better. You know, it's like sure. it, it's like that famous story. Like Nassim Taleb talks about it in in his books. In the, um, I forget what it is, but he is you know like the like a quartet of books and you know like Black Swan and um, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, anti-fragile. It was like he, they were real hot, and I think they still are when they come out. But the uh, it's the uh, like the Incerto Quartet, or it's called something else. He said, in you know, in Egypt, right, they would mark off where the, where the Nile flooded each year, and sure as shit, they weren't pre- prepared one year because it flooded higher than ever. You know, 
Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's a very oh, yeah, long... Stuff used to happen back then, too, huh? Yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I say, like, listen, man, it's a shit show forever, you know? In right. either direction, moving back or forward. Um, but, yeah, that's a very long way of saying, I don't know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. You know? And um, just to answer your question real quick, his uh, the movie he did after this was 2002's Rollerball with Chris Klein and LL. Oh, no, the remake! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oi, oi. <laughs> oh, how the mighty have aye, fallen! Aye, aye. And <laughs> he right. hasn't directed a movie. His last directed movie was 2003's <laughs> Basic with John Travolta. <laughs> Maybe Rollerball and John Travolta were more his mistakes than the Thirteenth Warrior. <laughs> in, in yeah, John Travolta at that time, right? He wasn't very hot. <laughs> well, this was uh, John Travolta after uh, or right. Oh, after no, Pulp Fiction. No, no, before. Sorry, I was going to okay, say after. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. Wasn't that with okay. Sam Jackson? Yeah, the military right. thriller. Right, right. Huh. It was about like the general I daughter was vaguely raped, something like that. that. Yeah. John, okay. oh yeah, I forgot that? Right. about that movie. That's yeah. why you entered the military, Philip. That maybe inspired you to join the army. There it is. <laughs> I, I'm going to stop military rape. Wow, what a hill to die on, man. <laughs> right. That's, Let's bring up politics, religion, Sam and the military. Right, exactly. Right. So you, you, want, you want to pick a harder hill, hill to die on? How about like? Uh, Pro- prosecuting sex crimes involving <laughs> prostitutes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Ain't the same ballpark and ain't even the same fucking sport. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. <laughs> oh, man. So you love this movie then? I did. I thought it was incredible. I thought it was, you know, like I, I knew nothing about the book until later, but uh, I okay. went back and seeing like how they, um, it's such a fascinating idea. You know, like mm-hmm. the, 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 the because it's like it shows you how myths are created and how monsters are created. You know, they're right. positive that the the Wendell mm-hmm. are, are, li- are literal monsters, you know. Sure, sure. And, yeah. And, and the and the, the fireworm in the yeah, the worm, yeah. the worm. Yeah. Which was it. easily explained. Right. Once they yeah, actually exactly. looked and saw what the fuck it was, it was easily explained. Right. But then it's a question of, you know, I always think, like, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Does it doesn't matter. Is it just because, you know, we have this ma- uh, materialist mindset. I don't mean like in terms of consumerism, but in terms of like okay. the, the scientific sort of hyper focus on what we can actually see and touch that mm-hmm. you don't people don't think about what sort of fear um, something uh, unknown can evoke in a person, you know? Yeah, and that comes up several times in this film. Oh, yeah. I mean, Psychological it's, warfare. Right, right yeah. exactly. Like, it, it, the terror of it. And, and you read in the book, in Eaters of the Dead, it comes up. These are relict Neanderthals. They're like the last leftover Neanderthals. And mm-hmm. so they're like, so they're super, super strong, you know? Uh, but no endurance, which is, you know, like, why ultimately, you know, Homo sapien prevailed over them, but also because they it, did exist at the same time. By the way, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And and in the in the movie, it's you're looking not only at myth making, but you're getting to peer back to understand how someone in that situation on the Viking side could be so terrified. Because if you saw someone come in right. and it's sort of dark and it's like. 
Yeah, growling like a bear. Growling like a bear. And they Mm -hmm. pick up a man and they throw him, which a Neanderthal could surely do, throw him across the room. Mm -hmm. You know, my question then to people, like I said, that materialist mindset is like, what's the difference then between that that real thing and a monster? Sure. You know, because that if this if it if it's an unknown, right, if it's an enemy, if it terrifies you and if it has attributes that are dangerous and and like I say, evoke deep, deep dread in you. Right. Because dread, it's fear combined with, you know, the uncanny, what's unknown. What's the fucking difference then, man? You know, and that's what I that's what I loved about it. It's it's it explored that. But it's also it's one of the so it's going back to the the real Beowulf. It's one of the original like the hero can only win by sacrificing himself. Right. And the scene at the. Well, I, the movie's like twenty years old, so I could do spoilers, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah, we, this we mm-hmm. can spoil. The next one we won't we won't spoil until yeah. we go around give our scores, and then we'll get into the spoilers. Okay, cool. So, but the, at the end, uh, where Bulvai is like sitting on yeah. on the wooden throne, yes, right, this massive Beautiful man, scene. Yeah, yeah, and he's just like That's... he's leaned against his his sword, mm-hmm. and he has he's died victorious. He. Yeah. That, by the way, that is the ultimate Viking way to die. One of the things in Eaters of the Dead. Or that, Klingon, for that or, matter. Or Klingon, I mean. <laughs> shit, Warrior this, race. Yeah, th- this is what I'm saying, you know, like, yeah. nothing, nothing's new. Nothing's right? new, you of know, course. like the, the idea right? of, like, dying in battle. And the, it's explained in Eaters of the Dead that the most disgraceful way, one of the most disgraceful ways for a Viking to die was in his sleep. Sure. You know? Yeah. So so you understand in 13th Warrior, the reason why Hrothgar, who's like this old besotted fool, says, get my armor, you know, because he he knows like this is his last chance. Right. He wants to go and die in battle. And he did. He died as a king Mm -hmm. and a very majestic way, even though he kind of got poisoned. But yeah. Yeah. Well, well, (laughs) yeah. Which is always the woman's way, yeah. right? To poison. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, to be fair, the the, right. woman, the in Thirteenth Warrior, she's the equivalent of, of Grendel's mother. Okay. Yeah. They're they're actually fighting a little bit, you know. Right. Yeah. She she's not like you know poisoning poisoning him like some you know like medieval yeah. court intrigue. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Feeding, yeah. He's like, got a broad sword. And she has whatever. like a sure. claw. Yeah. She's swiping at him, and if she's right. a Neanderthal, she's probably about even yeah. Steven with him. You know, they probably, <laughs> okay. they're probably, they're probably, they're probably right in the same deadlift bracket. You know yep, what I'm saying? Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I, I, I actually really enjoyed this movie too. Um, it's, I don't think it gets enough credit. I love the story of Beowulf, and I, even though I didn't realize it when I was first watching this, I like. You could tell once it started going, I was like, wait a minute, is this Beowulf? Yeah. <laughs> Did you? You got yeah. that thought, it's, huh? It's, it's way better than that fucking cartoon version that they, <laughs> yeah. they oh, that's out. right. The terrible CGI. I know what yeah. you're talking about. I don't know what the hell was going on with that yeah. one. I, I, Wasn't that the guy that directed the original Thor movie? Or am I thinking of something else? I don't, th- I don't, know. I don't think that was Ken- Kenneth Branagh. Did Kenneth, that wasn't Kenneth Branagh? Okay. <laughs> no, All no, right. I don't, think so. <laughs> For some I don't reason know who okayed that one, but I'm sure they got fired. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, this one was pretty good. It was it was interesting, and yeah, like you were saying, I, I like that they bring like a real world aspect to it and and explain supernatural kind of stuff. Um, although they did just rip the heads off of people, which yeah. <laughs> I find slightly hard to believe. But <laughs> yeah, it's fun to watch, though. <laughs> yeah, but it was a cool mystical thing, right? They were just right? heads off of people, and then sure. there were no dead bodies left because they took them with them, right? And and, and it made it. I, I imagine as somebody who's getting sieged at that moment and you only have a few people to defend you, if mm-hmm. that happens, I, you've got to be thinking, oh, well, OK, Satan himself is after me. Yeah, you know? sure, sure. So I, it, it, it's totally understandable. Yeah. Um, I like Antonio Banderas. He did a, a, a really good job in this. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a good movie, man. I, I appreciated it. I I also add what Phil's saying. The siege part, it it makes you think like, you know, oftentimes in horror, the the enemy, the supernatural, the monster is the more powerful force, and right. the okay. only way that it's overcome is by like ingenuity, you know. And this is throughout like like all even like the most recent can you think about like like uh, Stephen King books, right? Right. You know, okay. it four kids, yeah, four, or five fucking kids mm-hmm. def- defeat like a quarter million year old alien. You know, yeah, right? So, it, and you see, like the the Neanderthals, they're brutal, they're strong, but you you have uh, Bullvi and everyone else, you know, setting up the ramparts, setting up the um, you know the lances, so you know, so that they could uh, defend a siege. Um, like having the forethought to like go into the the uh, the cave. It's just like and even figuring out what's happened, you know, like the idea that, you know, a Neanderthal wouldn't go into like one of the first season uh, scenes where they go into a cabin to see where a family's been slaughtered. And they mm-hmm. see this like it looks as if they've been gnawed upon. You know, yeah. <laughs> so. great accent, man. <laughs> well, I'm a bedarophile. What can I say? <laughs> Always have been. Well, and I like that, uh, like cross culture thing that they've got going. And he's oh, like yeah. the outsider learning their language and learning their stuff. And, and that it was, was cool. That was a standout scene for me where he's just listening, yeah. learning their oh, language. Yeah. That was beautiful. I listened. And then just yes. immediately knows how to t- speak it two days later. Mm-hmm. Which Well, <laughs> but nah, maybe not. I think it was over That might have been over the course yeah. of a month, dude. I mean, seriously. But I mean, yeah, the way they filmed yeah, it, they I mean, kind of made it look with, that way. But you know, just, they had to work it, within the constraints of a two-hour movie. Yeah, I, I, that, that scene always sticks out to me. It's just yeah, like my I mother was a pure woman, you know. Yeah. And they're just like, what? And he waited. He waited. I know who my father time. was. You pig, eating. Yeah. <laughs> he bided his time. He was listening to them for a couple of months, right? Well, they were yeah. they were all traveling together, and he was picking it up a little here, a little there, a little there, and that kind of showed you how he did it. He waited until the exact right moment, the exact right line. Exactly. Somebody talked about my mother. Yeah, I'm exactly. gonna get him back now. Exactly. <laughs> well, it was amazing. And and I like the way that they showed that, where uh, you know. 
they would be speaking some totally foreign language and then sure. a few English words Slowly. would drop yeah, in would, would so that you in. understood it the way mm-hmm. that he understood it. Mm-hmm. That, that's how that's how it works. That's how, yeah. you know, like I remember when I was a, you know, I was first learning uh, Hebrew and then I, I moved to Israel. That's exactly mm-hmm. how it works. You start yeah, picking right? out words. Sure. You know, and before, slowly but surely. Right. Yeah, Exactly. And that's so, how that's how it works with Spanish. I, I can almost mm-hmm. understand what my mother-in-law is saying. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And then yeah. when you do, you'll wish you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also that. I also think that like the the Ibn Fadlan character, Banderas' uh-huh. character, it's also like it's a really great portrayal because it it's accurate. I think to like what an emissary. From like, you know, I believe it's supposed to be the uh, the Ottoman uh, Caliphate, or you know, sure. it's like like one of the like the great Tur- uh, you know uh, Turk kingdoms. Um, although maybe he's like supposed to be in a book, it seems like he's like uh, an emissary for like a weaker sultan. But it, 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 that doesn't matter. The point is like this guy would be tremendously well educated, right? Tremet, like ridiculous in a time where there's no TV and there's no distractions and your entire yes. job is to know language. This guy already, yeah. it would have known um, several languages. So he he's would, like yeah. Saudi royalty. No, yeah. no, tic, no TikTok. To no, ti- no oh. TikTok. No <laughs> TikTok. There's no like, there's no like, he's not like in the middle of learning uh, astronomy and then he's like, right. Oh, look at this funny video of a cat playing piano. Here's the, there's, and here's there's, the Cardassians. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it it was it was so it was so gratifying because it was like so right. still is it's still so new and fresh idea wise in a time where um, a lot you know like even the best content is, is uh, often retread you know like. Sure. We were talking about the Stranger Things trailer. It looks fantastic to me, but there's everything that's in there I can attach to something else, you know? Okay. I, I can atta- Makes I, sense, yeah. Yeah, attach to Lovecraft or to Stephen King or, you know, to, like, uh, 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 recent or at, at the most, uh, you know, a century-old idea. But what Michael Crichton did here was, like, he took two different worlds that typically – or maybe at all have, haven't been associated with one another, but historically probably would have, even if in a, in a very, very distant way, you know, Um, explorers, I'm sure for sure. But like to each other, but this is also about like legend making, right? Because so few people, cause it's not like you can just like get on Delta International and like fly to fucking Norway, you know. So sure. like, yeah, sure. So few people would have come in touch, so it would have been like adding to the myth making. We know about these people from this other side of the world, but we know like basically in vapor and whispers, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it, now there's like this uh, Muslim story written about a bunch of Northmen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, you guys love this movie. I, th- I think Brian is going to take us back down to the common common denominator with what most people what? have to say. 
I'm totally fucking bullshitting, Brian. Uh, I know, this I know movie you was love this bad movie, dude. Ass. I've always loved this movie. The cast <laughs> I, I wish Nez was here so he could say hella good. <laughs> I'll say it for him. This movie is hella good. And, uh, I love Antonio Banderas, and like I said, my yeah. my favorite scene was uh, the learning the language. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, Vladimir Kulik. Um, how do you pronounce this character's name? Uh, uh, Bullvai. Bullvai. I. That guy, can be my, that guy can be my king. <laughs> yeah, I, I, his fucking name. He, he, he was great in the movie, and I, I also love the scene where he also wanted to learn. You know, he saw opportunity to where he, he sees someone sure. that could read yeah. and write, and he was like, "Teach me, teach me how to do this." Yes. Yeah, I like, that makes I like, sense. I like that transit. You know, he's 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 writing the word, you know, and he's correcting him, and he's like, "Okay, got it." And this walks. Oh yeah, up. when they were riding in the in the sand on the beach, yeah. there. It's like yeah. multicultural, yeah. but in a cool, realistic way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, he was awesome. And my Sorry. second favorite character was uh, the guy that essentially was the link between them, the translator. Okay. Oh yeah, the, he's called like uh, in the book. He's called so and so the happy. Yeah. You talk, Omar Sharif's character? Is no, that no, no. I think that was Dennis Storhoy. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, I'm trying to find it. He was yeah, called he was the called, hap, the happy, huh? Yeah, her, Herger the the joyous. Because <laughs> that guy, you, you want it. that you want that guy around you at right, all times. Right, right. That guy, that guy lifts spirits. And yes. a, another standout scene for me is when uh, he takes on that big guy. Yes. 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 Yeah, that was that, amazing. That, <laughs> that's amazing. He's just letting him thinking he's winning until that final. Right. He just lands one. What was it? One blow. Well, he mm-hmm. just like, like because he's leaned off. on the sword, right? <laughs> he's like he's leaned on the sword, like he's exhausted, right? <laughs> yeah. And then the guy comes and he's just like. <gasps> <gasps> The ultimate rope of dope. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was so great. Yeah, uh, and I, I can't really say too much that hasn't already been said. Um, this is one that I think a lot of people got wrong when when this was a box office failure. It must this, have been. Yeah. This was, I can't believe it. I'm into this movie from start to finish. There, yeah. there was no time that I was not out out of this movie right. and I it just I just think sometimes people get it wrong and this movie definitely if you haven't seen it watch it if you have yeah. seen it and you didn't really care for it I think it's time for a revisit for yeah. sure for sure I, I I guess so man and I'm I, I'll, I'll just start out with this because you guys you guys know my my taste in movies right so uh, you think I'm yeah. gonna like this one Brian or not uh not as much as we did you don't think so okay well, I mean, I'll definitely got some low. cheese in there. There's oh, there's some cheese, some cheese, cheese for sure. Cheese is good though. Never, yeah. cheese can be good. But uh, all right, so this was a, a particular year in film that um, you guys have heard me talk about a lot. I'll I'll just mention a couple of movies: The Blair Witch Project, The Sixth Sense. I'm reading a few out here: The Matrix. Um, let's see, American Beauty. Uh, for fuck's sake, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. 1999, Great. guys, it's no surprise, my favorite year in film. Yeah. It, 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 far and away, 1999 to me was the the year for movies. Very and strong year. Uh, it, this movie in any other year, if it had been released any, any year besides 99, would have easily been in my top 10. I'm not sure whether this would have been, but this was a first-time watch, and I, I found this film to be just phenomenal. 
just absolutely really? gorgeous. The storytelling from start to finish was amazing. The way that that I, I love the way that he kind of got put Antonio Banderas's character got put in a position where he kind of you know it's like okay well I'm kind of playing along here but all of a sudden there's this soothsayer uh, this witch or what have you. And the soothsayer says, oh, there must be a 13th warrior, and it's going to be an outlander. And he's looking around like, oh, fuck, I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> and sure enough, uh, he goes there. But, yeah, I love the story. Or exactly where he's meant here. to be. Yeah. Well, one thing about this movie, and I'm going to uh, uh, play my hand a little bit for the next one. I don't think this movie left a lot out. Philip, I know you're saying, yeah, he learned the language in two days, but I think that was more a filmic style. I think they were together, you know, a lot longer, and I can I can sort of understand that. Yeah, because um, there, lo- there's there's shots of him on the on the ship, like watching them speak and listening. So that that had that that trip to wherever they were going through on sea had to have taken a quite a bit. Yeah, that makes sense. I you know I I think this was very well done. Uh, uh, the the second movie we're going to talk about tonight might have some things that I think I felt got left out that if they were there would have made it a better movie for me. Um, but the film that we're talking about right now, uh, I I don't know. I thought it was really powerful from start to finish, and I don't know how I've never seen this movie before. Um, all of the that. acting, all of the acting was amazing. I'm like trying to think, have I ever seen any of these other actors? that played the Vikings before. And I, I almost started thinking maybe these were real fucking Vikings that time traveled and showed up in these movies. Cause they were so goddamn believable. Okay. So one guy, I, sorry, I just got to interrupt one guy. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, the guy with like the, he, I mean, they're all tall, but real tall. And he has sort of like the black mullet and the black armor. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. He, he's a physician in sports medicine now. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. One of my so favorite see, characters in the in the movie was that blonde guy who got in the fight and killed the. Uh, well, I got the blonde guy. They're all fucking mm-hmm. Norsemen. <laughs> yeah, right. <lots laughs> the, of the one that killed that big dude in the fight. Yeah. Yeah. He grew on me the whole movie. I loved him by the end of it. Oh, that yeah. these were that great was a great performance. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And these guys, Vi- Vikings, must have a lot of fucking fun. <laughs> they're just like they're always. You're talking about a character named the Joyous. It's kind of like these guys are always fucking joyous and just they can't wait to get into battle. And I, and I'm a huge, huge Trekkie, Alex, as you might could tell. And because well, I mentioned Klingons earlier, and this is like the Klingon race all the way, man. And I just I love it. I'm a sucker for Viking stories. Um, and then when you you pull somebody in who's the, the fish out of water, you know, the character that's from a completely different type of culture and he has to learn how to interact and mesh with these people. And then he basically, kind of like, you know, dances with wolves, right? Becomes part of this culture. And mm-hmm. he actually fights with them alongside him just as strongly as if he were a blood-born brother. But he's, he's, he still keeps his values, though. Like, he won't drink. He right. fashions, you know, the, the weapon is way too heavy for him. Oh, yeah, I love the part of the sword! That was amazing! The sword is too heavy! Grow stronger. <laughs> yes, I love that. And he, How he, he ends up the reaction. He ends that's up fashioning it to a way thing, to, to a one he yeah. can mm-hmm. use. I love Absolutely, that. man. Yeah, this was a great movie. In any other year than '99, guaranteed it would be in my top ten, but it's probably up there. So, and there's so many great lines too. Like, like Brian's talking about the sea where he he like makes the sword, and then and then right? uh, I forget the actor's name, but he's like, "When you die, can I give that to my daughter?" Can I daughter? give that to my yeah. daughter? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, talk about right the do, do uh, Arabs ride their dogs into battle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great lines. Um, so we'll get into scores now. So uh, Alex, here's what we do, man. We do from one to ten, like ten being you know a masterpiece, right? Like Clockwork Orange, and one one being like uh, oh I don't know the fanatic. The one with John Travolta from a couple of years ago, right? Hey, right. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. You get, you get the idea, man. Where where would you rate this movie? All right, how about how about just make it the fan scale? One being the fanatic and then ten being the fan with De Niro and Wesley Snipes. So you, you actually have the same movie or like Volcano Dante's Peak, Deep Impact Armageddon, you know, that that kind of thing. For me, for me, this is um and, you know, like, for all the reasons I said in personal reasons, this is a 10. To me, this nice. is like, this I have... the hella good, guys. This the hella is, good. There is one other, there's one other movie, well, there's two other movies that I, 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 I would, like, I have said, like, I, wa I watch and I just have nothing yeah. that I can say that, that, that could improve it. Can, can we ask you what they are? I mean... Yeah, for sure. The other one's The Thing by John Carpenter. Brian? Brian? Yeah, that, that is my favorite movie of all time. That was okay. my favorite movie long before I was into horror. That's all right. I think I think it's just like a complete masterpiece. It's a, it says everything, everything about uh, paranoia and relationships and high stress situations and uh, and deception. It's basically 12 angry men with aliens and done just mm. as well as the Fonda film. And then the other one is uh scorsese's the aviator oh that's a wow that's yeah. a great movie i gotta rewatch that one man i haven't seen that one probably since it first came out yeah it's a it's an amazing movie i think it says an incredible um, a incredible amount about uh that era from you know um like immediately pre uh world war Two into okay. into um you know the 1960s i think it's like it's probably the only movie um, that digs into one of the mo one of the most varied and eccentric characters in American business, Howard Hughes. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like it's beautifully shot. You know, the, the color palette's amazing. The soundtrack. Oh, my God. See, that's what will be remembered about him. Yeah. Yeah. And. I just, I like like with the other with the Thirteenth Warrior. I have nothing to say. I have nothing to add. The performances, the soundtrack, the cinematography, the story itself. Sure. I mean, Dennis Storhoy's performance to me. I I still watch that and get bowled over. You know, he's in turns uh, charismatic. You know, uh, Herger the Joyous. You know, or and and then the way he can. can convey his character's fear you know where they like uh omar sharif um as a uh, melchizedek is asking him um you know like oh what's this thing and he's like we can't say we can't say they won't even mention yeah the, the vendor they won't even say the name yet voldemort yeah exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah Vol voldemort but like more metal you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna give it quite as high as that, but I will definitely give it an eight. Um, I think it was 
super enjoyable and entertaining, and I forgot how good this movie was. Um, it definitely has some cheese and the, you know, just the Hollywood factor. You know, you got right the epic music playing in the background and and all that stuff. But uh, but yeah, no, I I, I thought it it shed some light on it, like I shed a new light on an old story, which is always pretty cool. Yep. And uh, especially when you make it a little more realistic. And uh, Antonio Banderas was awesome. And I loved, like I said, that uh, the dude that killed that big guy in the fight. I Those two were the standout performances to me. And uh, like their chemistry together was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just got to add. Yeah. Because Phil talked about the chemistry. Like. That part at the end is so beautiful uh, where uh, uh, Herger is saying, you know, like, uh, perhaps for you, one God is enough. But here we have need of many. Goodbye, Adam. And then Antonio Banderas just whispers, goodbye, Norseman. Right. And he wasn't offended. He wasn't offended. that's what it was. He was was praying to all of his guns. Hey, we come from two totally different worlds and we respect each other. And I love that. No, that's that's the message that we need to be sending. We could learn from that. What do yeah. you think, Brian? Uh, well, you know me. I, I don't give a lot of 10s out. I can't give this one a 10, but I can damn well get it close. This is a 9.5. Damn. <laughs> I'm sitting here listening to everybody. I don't have anything yeah. bad to say about it. Not one thing. Yeah. Uh, There's not a whole lot you can. No. Uh the characters you guys mentioned are my favorite as well as uh, the leader. You know, I just, like I said, I'll, I'll go into battle with that guy any day. Mm-hmm. That was my king. And I, he, yeah. he nailed that part. And yeah, 9.5. I, I just, I can't nice. think of anything that I can say negative about the movie. The only thing that we're missing from an Antonio Banderas movie is Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek. <laughs> <laughs> she could have at least done the dance of the seven bales. Come on. All right, I'm going to go strong eight. Strong eight. So this is a, a very high-scoring movie for me. And um, God damn, thanks for bringing it to our attention, Brian or Alex or whoever decided for us to watch this movie. I mean, uh, first time watch, I loved it. Uh, it won't be my last last time to watch it for sure. Strong eight. It worked, man. It worked with the new movie. Even had some of the same chance. True. Yeah. <laughs> We shall see how it compares. <laughs> All right. Uh, now we're going to move on to the new one, The Northman. Uh, from visionary director Robert Eggers. That's his official title. Uh, <laughs> comes The Northman, an action-filled epic that follows a young Viking prince on his quest to avenge his father's murder. Uh, director is Robert Eggers, also known for The Witch and The Lighthouse. Uh, writers are Robert Eggers with John S J O N S J O N, um, also known for Lamb and Dancer in the Dark. Uh, filming was supposed to start in March 2020, but was delayed due to COVID, of course. Um, the actors were already present on set and rehearsing before the production shut down. Uh, Historical consultants were archaeologist Neil Price, uh, author of The Viking Way, Religion and War in a Late Iron Age Scandinavia, and uh, Children of Ash and Elm, A History of Vikings. And literary scholar uh, Joanna Katrin uh, 
Fridikshra daughter. Uh, author. <laughs> Watch your mouth, Philip. Yeah. Are you author about of Fridikshra's uh, daughters. Come on. Yeah, we're we're not we're not that kind of show. Fridikshra's yeah. daughter. Sometimes uh, we are. Author of Valkyrie, uh, the women of the Viking world. All right, the Northman. Alex, what did you think about that one? How did it compare? I said to, I went to see this with my wife. I said, yeah. like, it's oh, like I did, I did too. I did oh, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she enjoyed the first forty-five minutes. Um, I said, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, not we a, came not out a short movie. Not a short movie. We came out and I said, wow, it's like yeah. they ma- made Conan, but they took out all the feminine pansy parts. <laughs> 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 this movie was like we saw a preview. Right. We saw a preview for a horror movie uh, yeah. before it called Men, and Gina said, "Were we yes. watching it?" I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, actually. that looks good. She said, "No, this movie is called Men." It right. it was it was like the whole movie was, you know, it was really good, but it was definitely yeah. like it was like it was like it was like written for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was actually called White Men. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Oh Oops. my God. Yeah. I, Should I, I edit that? <laughs> okay. I, I, the Vikings. I, what do you want? <laughs> I know. I know. I'm fucking with you, man. Yeah. You yeah. stick Antonio Banderas in there is something right. that's not, yeah. but it's not gonna work. <laughs> yeah. This is this is like historically the whitest of right. the whitest white place in the world. So let's let's you know let's get sure. straight about like the non-white people in this movie were. The predecessors of modern Russia, like so. Yeah. That's like that's <laughs> true, true. You know, yeah. It's like going from like eggshell to Russia, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this right. Mo- this movie was like so. This got in the battle scenes got my blood up so much. They were mm-hmm. so well executed. Um, like the berserker scene in the beginning, I just mm-hmm. like. Great. Oh my god! I felt like. I, like it touched something like animal in me. Like I was just like starting to be like, rrr, 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 rrr. <laughs> so, barking like a dog, huh? Yeah. It was like <laughs> fucking nuts, man. Like right. we're, yeah, we're, we're, um, Omleth catches the fucking spear and throws it back. You know, yeah. some, some dude <laughs> yes. speared him from fucking 70 yards right. out and he just catches it. Yep. And, you know, and everyone looks fucking horrifying, you know, like, right. It was like, um, I forget, I forget, I maybe Philip said it was like in the 13th Warrior, like, I thought like these, if I didn't know who Skarsgård was, I'd be like, these guys are actual Vikings. Yeah, you know? sure, sure. Like, like they, they went to like, you know, like, uh, like the equivalent of some cargo cult in Norway, some untouched fucking village in the mountains where people like this still exist. And they yeah, said, and just grab people and said, you, 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 yeah, you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like they couldn't even offer them money. Right? They're just like, we'll give you, you know, a hundred yaks and 3000 pounds. All the honey, fish. all the honey mead you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if that dude is walking through your village with a couple of right? axes covered in blood. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. the no shit. <laughs> uh, that that's why I'm so, yeah, exactly. Right. That's why I'm so that's like t- t- how could you look at a berserker and just mm-hmm. like not be fucking terrified? Like yeah. who would even fight back? Yeah. I would be like, "Oh <laughs> it's my like, turn god." Around and go back. <laughs> yeah. Um so, you know, and, and like some of the the uh 
the performances were really strong. Like I thought Ethan mm-hmm. Hawke's performance, even just like in a very small part. And, you know, I've been thinking about him because yeah. of, uh, of Moon Knight. Um, yeah. Very strong performance. Um, I was wondering if that was him through the whole time. I was like, man, that guy really yeah. looks like Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, he had a With, couple of big time jumps for sure in this one. For sure. And then um, the guy who played Fjolner, uh, Klaus Bang, I'm a um, huge fan of him. I really uh, liked him in um, Dracula. Uh, yes. Oh, my oh. God. He was so fucking good in that. That the, Dra- Dracula 2000? The no, net, no, no, no. The Netflix oh, okay. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. OK. I haven't seen that. The that, series. Dracula, oh, that was Dracula 2000 was, was Leonidas. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Gerard yeah. Butler. <laughs> that that was an unholy turd. Ay, ay, ay. Hey, at least it had seven of nine in it, right? <laughs> yeah. Well. But the, 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 as an aside, the, it, it, maybe Ryan could back me up with this. The Dracula on Netflix, at least the two first installments, are tremendous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tre- for sure. Three. Are they? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then the third, I heard he's like in the disco era or something. I just, and it gets silly. I didn't get it. Okay. I, uh, it took a turn in the third. Yeah, episode. it gets a little yeah. weird. <laughs> it took a yeah. turn for the worse. Yeah. Still, but Lance, okay. Lance you, should, you should watch it right. for his performance as Dracula. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, ch- I'll check it out. I'll check it. So you so you you obviously love this one, it sounds like. I mean, you love well, the cinematography. Um, yeah. I, I did, but. Okay. Th- this was like. I will see. We try not to say too much in this first go round. We try to just give our general, general thoughts. Okay. Because we're going to get to spoilers. But go with. I don't want to say too much yet. (laughs) Okay. Well, no spoilers, but like. Okay. Some of the dialogue. Yeah. Was so stupid. (laughs) Was it? That like when I heard it, I felt like I had to go take a shit. You know, like. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. All right. Like someone like. Slap me in the face with the with a stupid switch, you know. <laughs> okay. Like, so, but I'll save it for the next round. Can I can I can I talk real quick about the part that bothered me? No. And then, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Go, ahead. Go ahead. No, all right. Here here's what bothered me about the movie. I I love the I love the cinematography. Some of the acting was fucking phenomenal. Some great characters. A really good revenge story, which is always good, right? But. Man, there were just some parts like early in the film when you get the first time jump forward. I'm like, where the fuck has he been this whole time? And it's like you can go back and you can read about it and you can, you know, yeah, I, I've seen YouTube videos and shit like that because I'm like, where the fuck has he been? How does he go from zero to 60 in five seconds like this? And I, I just and here I am bitching that we're talking about how long the movie is. And I'm bitching lately. You guys know about how long every fucking movie in the theater is now. You cannot go to the movie theater right now without it being between two and a half to three and a half hours long. I get it. I but for some that. reason, to watch me... A, watch an Amityville movie. Oh, my God, dude. An hour and ten minutes. Okay, but for some reason... You want to slow down for time. Some, for some reason, this film, to me, left out huge chunks of yeah. what I thought should have been story that was in there. This would have been a much better, you know, limited series. I'm a big Eggers fan. I love The Witch. I thought The Lighthouse, for what it was, was good. But this one lost me a lot. It really did. I, I just, I had, unlike the film we just watched, 
which I understood every part of the story from start to finish. It made perfect sense. This one really lost me in a few spots. And I totally understand how they were mixing together the mythology and the we're doing mushrooms, so we're tripping. So is this really happening? Is that really happening? Is this from God's own high? Is this from, you know, humans? Is this a mixture of the two or whatever? But this movie just lost me. So what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I told ahead. you I'd make it quick. <laughs> Okay, yeah, no, I well, I was I was gonna say the same thing because uh, there's, it seems like he's got a really good story and 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 they they stick to this one character and I think that it would have been probably better suited for a, a TV series. I think so. I and think so. I, you or know, a biblical story or something. I don't. You know. used to say stuff like that and and you'd be banned from everything because it doesn't make any sense. TV. I'm not doing TV. I I. I'm Hollywood. Right. But man, there's a lot of TV series that are really good because they can delve deeper into the characters. Ozark, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't get a character like Bruce in a movie because you don't have the development that goes on. Well, that's the problem with, I, I think with the, it's so true because now the resources that used to be available only for film, Right. Are available mm-hmm. for series. You know, you can right. see Makes great series. Yeah. yeah, you see series that have like tens of millions, even a hundred. Like, yeah, like go sure. look at the the Marvel series. There's like a hundred yeah. million dollars pumped into every one. You know, and the problem is that if you're t- tackling, it's not just like riffing on a theme. You know, like The Witch and The Lighthouse. I didn't uh, disclosure. I didn't like either. You know, but the you're taking a theme and you're riffing on it. You know, like right. You know, like Willem Dafoe and Robert. Yeah, Pattinson. the witch was very contained. It was a very contained story. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. contained. One, one family. Yeah. The, the problem here is that, like, this is, it's like, this movie's like, it's got like Terrence Malick elements. You know, like he's tripping. We're like doing these big sweeping shots. Yep. We're trying to stay historically true, right? Mm-hmm. So we're jamming in a lot of facts. But the problem is, it becomes so dense that, you know. It, it it becomes sort of like don't get me wrong I mean, visually it's like a fucking masterpiece yeah but, but it's just yeah. like it, it's confused. score was amazing there's a lot of shit going on there's a lot yeah. of sh- there's a lot of shit going on yeah. and it, and like even in two and a half hours you have to pick what you're putting in I know, right man. yeah you know, and this is a, this is a you know something that could have been you know, like a fucking five-parter of an hour and a half each. You know, this is right. like, you know, look, this movie has more in common, you know, in terms of how it needs to be told with Midnight Mass than it does with Eggers. Yes, my Eggers favorite television films. series of last year. Yeah. Thanks for mentioning it. No problem. I loved it. I thought, you know, <laughs> to me, the the future of, of, of uh, horror or like, uh, trippy speculative films uh, is right. Mike is Mike Flanagan. Yeah, uh, Mike Mike Flanagan right. was a lot more right. about, about <laughs> making a, a good story yeah. than Eggers does. Eggers, yeah, likes the smell of his own farts a little bit. You know? <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah, you can tell yeah. that in this movie uh, kind of a lot because they did a lot of very um, spacey theoretical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going in sure. deep into some stuff that didn't 
didn't exactly flow with the movie. And uh, like, I think that they maybe couldn't quite decide what they wanted to be. Right. Like it had all the pieces to the masterpiece, mm-hmm. but like the person that was putting the puzzle together was just sticking pieces <laughs> wherever they could. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I love <laughs> it. He's like, to, to, to me, like, okay. To, to compare it to like Mike Flanagan is like, there's like a real famous uh, physicist named Richard Feynman. And he, this sure. guy's like super yes. brilliant, brilliant. And he uh-huh. said like, listen, if you can't explain it simply, then you mm-hmm. can't explain it. Right. Right. Okay. To, to me, that's Mike Flanagan, you know, okay. you can, and, and, and a guy like that actually honors his viewers by saying, it's like, you know what, we're going to get out there, but I promise you're going to be with me every step, no yeah. matter, no matter how fucking right. funky this gets. And if you think about midnight mass, Right. He takes us all over. He takes us over to fucking Mesopotamia. He's delving into old, you know, Babylonian lore. You're talking about like, you know, conflicts of faith, resurrection, deep, uh, deep Christian themes, Catholic themes specifically. Right. Mm -hmm. But but you can follow them. And 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 honestly, it comes off uh, across as being much smarter, much more complex than any of the ideas in uh, in uh, in uh, Rotten Eggers, I mean Robert Eggers movie. So, <laughs> you know. Well, look, every every year at the at, at the end of the year we do a best of and worst of uh, show. Brian, you could tell him what my last four, three of them have been have been television shows that have been developed by that particular writer director, right? Yeah. Three three or four of the last four years. So I I I, I hear you, man. Yeah. Well, I think I'm it's in the agreement. Di- I think it's the difference between like, and maybe this is because Flanagan's Catholic. So, like, as a Catholic, okay. he's self-flagellating himself and always Could saying, be. "Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I get, I get this being a Jewish guy. I'm so low. I'm so low. You know. <laughs> I think the problem is like Robert Eggers is like, I'm so great. You know. Right. And, right. and, and he's the type of guy to be like, not like, oh, if you don't get it, I'm, I'm doing something wrong. I got to explain this to you. He's like. You know, yeah, he's more he's more like a like a first year art student, you know, like, oh, you just don't get it. Yeah, you just oh, don't man. get it, bro. <laughs> Brian, what, Brian, Brian, what do you have to say about all this, man? Okay. Um not gonna deny that I think Robert Eggers, like his movies visually look fantastic. This visually was amazing. There were um, more than one scene in there that were yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. I'm not and it was and it wasn't black and white. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big um what's his name? Uh Scar's Alexander Scarsgard. Oh. I'm not a big fan yeah, of his the, the yeah, man from idea. the stand remake. Yeah, if you guys go back and listen <laughs> right. to our review of uh Godzilla versus Kong, how I yeah. ripped on him sure. for oh, yes, not being did. a believable scientist. Oh, you've never seen a scientist who looks like a fucking supermodel and is six and a half feet tall? Yeah, and just kind of stands there with a vacant look on his yeah. face all the time. Like like a James Bond movie female scientist. Yeah, right? exactly. But, exactly. He does, but, however, make a pretty convincing Viking. Yes, that's what I was about to say. In this might be the best thing he's done because he looked the part like you were like you were saying. Wow. Um, okay. Him just standing there with a sword and an axe, just covered in right. blood and yeah, barking and howling. I, I almost sure. stood out my seat and started barking and howling <laughs> at the next person. Yeah, yeah. It took me a minute to get into yeah. that, but by the time they were towards the end of that scene, I was like, right? I was, I was in it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, <laughs> lot of dog, a lot of wolf, a lot of bear. 
right? Um, it's again that there. psychological warfare. You <laughs> make thought, the enemy right. scared. These these people attacking us are animals. I yeah. thought Ethan mm-hmm. Hawke was great for the short time he was in it. You know, yeah. it. it mm-hmm. I was kind of wondering how he was going to play it because mm-hmm. you know Ethan Hawke. I'm, I'm not going to say he is limited in his range in movies, but I wasn't. I, I wouldn't have thought he'd be cast as a Viking king. Yeah, and, no and kidding. when he came, and then we got the scene. Well, I'll save that for the spoilers. But the scene with with him, him and his son, and they're going through like some kind of ritual ceremony or something. Yeah, okay. I was like, well, I, 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 I was like, I'm movie. buying it. Yeah, right. Um, but I have to say, I thought I was coming into a straightforward Viking movie. This kind yeah. of got a little fantastical. I didn't, I didn't yeah. necessarily know what was if it was really happening or not. It kind of made me I go know. back to the lighthouse. To where I yeah. didn't know what was really happening, or if it is if what I'm watching is it really happening, or is it in his mm-hmm. mind? Yeah, it's not what I expected out of this movie for sure. <laughs> um, I <laughs> so thought it's a little little more Mandy and a little less Thirteenth yeah. Warrior. <laughs> yeah. I thought Anya Taylor Joy was great in it. Um, Nicole Kidman was in the beginning was kind of just there until it uh, takes a turn with her. No, until it yeah. takes a turn with All her right. character, and I was okay. like. I, I, don't, I still don't understand that part. We'll talk about it in spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I think I'm too much of an AMC A-lister that I have to see Nicole Kidman at the beginning of every fucking movie I go to at the theater. <laughs> I'm getting, getting tired of her right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Klaus Bang, uh, fabulous performance, amazing. Uh, the the brutality was there, but mm-hmm. at times I, sure. I kind of was like, can we have a little bit of more of that? You know, where this is supposed to be a Viking yeah. revenge movie. Right. And I kind of just, there was times when I was just like, fuck yeah, let's, let's, let's do this. But then there was times I was just kind of like, what are we doing? Yeah. So. Yeah. There was a lot of weird ethereal moments, like probably yeah. more than there should have been. It was self-indulgent. Yeah. It, it was definitely like, it reminded me of, um, I don't know if anyone's seen this, because like I, it's um, the Fountain by Darren Aronofsky. Oh, Aronofsky, yeah. absolutely. I I like the Fountain though, <laughs> but I'm a, I'm a new but, but let me. When's the last time? But you Aronofsky watched? does that shit too. I I've watched it once. <laughs> Aronofsky Aronofsky does that shit shit, yeah. but he does a much better job. Yeah. And the truth is, is like Aronofsky has has yeah. has shown straight up storytelling chops. The Wrestler. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. yeah. I'll true. buy that. Good, you know that good point, man. Good with point. a whole lot less metaphorical junk. Yeah. Yeah. There. You know, and and the next movie he's supposed to be doing is it's going to be like you know it's like straight right. up drama. You know. Okay. But to to me, Eggers is like <laughs> he's got to earn something. Right. A little. Not, you know, not, I'm just, with, not I, just suck his own dick. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, smell uh, smelling his own farts while he's giving himself head. You know, like everybody <laughs> likes their own brand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just, it's like it's like Brian said. You know, like I was so, I was I was so ready to go in and to just like because I oh, watched yeah. I watched the, the the trailer and I was so fucking right. pumped. Yeah. You sure. Know? Sure. I, I was so ready for it to be just like. It's like fine. Give me a fucking visually stunning Conan, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. And and by the way, actually, if you watch this and you watch Conan and you understand that Conan is also a product of the '80s, John okay. John Milius 
is a is yes. a much is a much it does a much much better better job, <laughs> you know, with yeah. and, and I think. I think the screenplay was written by Oliver Stone. But oh my God! Conan? You heard it. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Conan or this one? Conan. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> John Milius is a better a better filmmaker than Robert Eggers. You heard right. it here. <laughs> That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Y'all ready for scores? Yeah. I saw a whole video on. So how we can Conan really had, spoil like, the shit out of this. Working for him, it was pretty great. <laughs> just to throw like, that out there <laughs> alright you you guys are starting to write me the Kylo Ren episode you're, on Saturday Night Live now where he's the unseen boss or whatever that you was so that? great <laughs> Alex you're right uh, Oliver Stone was uh, one of the writers wow wow <laughs> his latest JFK thing is excellent by the way if you haven't seen that <laughs> There's a new oh one. man yeah he, he he did a new JFK uh, JFK redo right documentary though. Is that like his favorite subject? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's into it, man. There's a whole lot of information there. It takes a while to get to it. <laughs> All right, scores, guys. Uh, let's go, Lance. You were first, right? No, Alex was first, right? Oh, Alex. Our My bad. What's score on this? One? Our guest of honor, man. Come on. Um, I'm gonna, We're gonna put you on the hot seat, brother. For sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it a six, but I'll say that I'll That's probably I'll, six I'll, is good. I'll probably rewatch it like it's yeah. a seven or an eight. Yeah. Okay. Like cool. I can imagine watching it and just like fast forwarding to the fight scenes. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Lance, I, I'll go. I'll go a little higher. Six and I'll go six and a half. I'll go six and a half. It was it was a two thirds good movie. Uh, just, I couldn't take the fucking time jumps that were unexplained. And there were just, there was just too much of the story and the dialogue that just didn't grab me. So yeah. Uh, cinematography is a 10, uh, score was a 10 acting was a fucking eight. Um, everything else was a two. <laughs> so it ends up at six and a half. Yeah. The score was fucking <laughs> boss, man. That score was awesome. Yeah. I, <sighs> This is one of the few movies that I've watched and in the middle of watching the movie, instead of being in the movie, I was like, man, this yeah. would have worked better as a TV series. Oh, no. So thought, I, I think you're absolutely that. right with that. However, I, I, I do like the story that they gave. I have some yeah. questions, which we'll get to. Um, it, it was a little fucking weird for what I expected to see. Okay. But having said that, I'm still going to give it a seven. I think it had a lot nice. of really cool shit nice. in it. Okay. And uh, I the the yeah the ethereal stuff was kind of self indulgent, but sort of cool. I just wish they'd have done it like two or three less times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the final the final time where like it's just yeah. Here, here's the yeah. thing. Uh, I, the final time where they do like the king's tree, like Yggdrasil. Oh, sure, sure. Okay, right. careful. Okay, you know what? Okay. I'll say this. I'll say this. Okay, we'll say. I'll say this. I'll say that. <laughs> Brian, what do you think? Um, I'm gonna give it a seven, even nice. though I'm, I'm kind okay. of around the six, six and a half. But I, like mm -hmm. I said, there visually it was great. You guys just brought up the score it was great. I yeah. enjoyed the cast. Um. 
but it's just at times it just it it made me like want to rip my shirt off and swing my non-existent axe at somebody. But then <laughs> at times it just is that what you call it? Yeah, and I th- I just thought from the trailers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought from the trailers it was just going to be a straightforward Viking revenge movie because I did too, man. He leaves as a child. I know. Saying I'm I'm going to avenge my father, save my mother. Right. You know, he's saying it over and over, and then sure. when he comes back, he's still saying the same thing. This yeah. is just building up this whole time, and then like that first weird moment, I was totally okay with. Okay, y'all ready for spoilers? After that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, you got our scores. Now comes the spoilers. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. Who's first? Uh, I'm sorry, Brian. I didn't mean to catch you. said about the family tree. Who was talking about the family tree? Was that Alex? Okay, yeah, Alex. That, right. wait, let's start there, because that had a big bit. That was a huge part, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, throughout the movie, there's a, a tree. I think it. I mean, at least when they first show it in a wide pan, it looks like Yggdrasil, you know, the world tree. Okay. Um, and you see it a couple of times, and it's supposed to like, it's it's it like represents, um, you know, the the lineage of the kingship, I guess. And just like they showed it. Uh, like Phillips said, like one too many times, like they jumped the shark with it. Uh, uh, because like at the end, like they show it and it like, it goes up and you see his two future kids and, and, and just, you know, it was just one time too many. And all the yeah. yep, there yep. too long. One time, one time too many. Are you fucking yeah, me, dude? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> they, they well, did it, that. They were so, so fucking self-indulgent, dude. Yeah, it was. <laughs> That's why I say it reminded me of the fountain because like there's yeah. like scenes of the fountain where like, uh, like fucking Hugh Jackman right. meditating mm-hmm. for no reason. Or sure, just, sure. You know, I like, hear you. It's like okay, awesome. Right. You went, you went to film school, or your cinematographer did. That's very cool. <laughs> and I'm sure that your mom is real proud of you. But the thing is, is like I just paid. You know, I'm in New York. I just paid like fucking fifteen, sixteen dollars to be here. You know, and like everybody who's going to see this is paying money to to see it. After two years of everyone losing their fucking job. So, like, right. try and be a little cool, dude. You know? You don't have to abandon everything. And I'm sure, like, everybody on this show is, is mostly on the side of the, you know, like, the auteur and the artist. But just, like, don't right. make a movie. Oh, we're, oh we're, we're gonna get we're going to get some hate from this episode. Even though we all gave it good scores, anything above a five is good, right? It means yeah. we liked it. We, we suggest it. I guarantee you, you so? we're going to get some fucking hate on this one. Yeah, oh, well, dude, there's going to be so many people sucking this movie's dick. Really? Just yeah. watch. Just watch. You'll, I was you'll see. While I was you'll watching. see. Well, you'll I'll, see. I'll say what, what, what Rotten Egger says then. You guys just okay. don't get it. Okay. You guys just don't get it. <laughs> All right. I got you. I got you. All right. Let me let me say this, though. Before we move on, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say, Alex, dude, I don't know what you know, besides your writing, what else you're doing, but anytime you ever want a guest on this show with us, if you want to do like a monthly, you know, literary show with us or something like that, you're always invited back. Man. This show's far so much insight. Out, man. So much insight. Thanks. This, like, this, uh, like, <laughs> this is, a, this, I really like the structure. I do. It's like, this is, this is far fucking out. And, you know, I feel like, I don't know. 
very different. Everyone has su- everyone here is super different from each one, but yeah. somehow we're all in the same fucking wavelength. You know, <laughs> you know. Um, so the last the the tree is unnecessary to me because at the end there's yes. that there's yeah. that beautiful shot like, that does why, make why sense yeah. with the Valkyrie. You know, right? We're, we're, it's like taking him sure. up, up to fucking Valhalla. That's a perfect shot, and it makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. And like, why have you know, know forty seconds before of like going up and like we get it, right. we get the tree. yeah, we've been here, we've been here. <laughs> what about the Valkyrie face that they showed while he was like, oh my, my wife uh, called it the braces. You mean? That's what my wife said. <laughs> what my wife said, why the fuck is, fuck is the Valkyrie is she, wearing? Braces? Is she wearing braces? I, that was I, such a weird. It didn't make any sense. Yeah, exactly. Like the Valkyrie, it's like uh, oh, because she's a junior Valkyrie. That's why she can wear still wear her her headgear. You know, <laughs> somebody's got a fetish. Yeah, like oh, what man. the fuck, man? That was weird. That was weird. Oh, and the Valkyrie. I don't know. At first, it reminded me of the actor that's in so much of Cronenberg's son's movies. I can't think of his name. The the weird blonde guy. Never mind. Everybody's yelling at me like y'all should know this actor's name. He's a super weird. Okay, so Cronenberg's son makes films as the guy, well. The, the, the guy from Get Out. Was he, he was in the Get brother? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. I think he oh. was. He was the brother in Get Out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lance is losing it. Over the, the cheapest double entendre ever. <laughs> we break Lance every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We broke Lance. Get out. Somebody look it up, please. Uh, I'm looking it up. He was in a uh, Cosmopolis. No, not Cosmopolis. Come on. He, he was, was in it. <laughs> God damn it. All right, move on. Kurt Russell's kid? No. <laughs> All right, well, I fucking fuck around here for thinking of who this person is that I'm thinking the Valkyrie was. Who else wants to say something about them? Uh, I was just going to say, because I brought it up earlier, um, I like that we got that turn with Nicole Kidman's character, because nice. I, before that, she was just there, and there was no need for her to be in the, in the movie. And then <laughs> when that turn happened, it, it gave her character something to do, and it, it yeah. I think she... I think she played it real good because when it happened, I was just kind of like, "Damn, that's fucked up." Kay- Caleb, Land- again. Caleb Landry Jones. <laughs> I have no I idea didn't who that get is. It, though. <laughs> All right. I mean, this, aside from being sort of like a <clears throat> a very epic Oedipus, right, kind of thing going to bring yeah, it back to true. yeah, I, I think it, classic stories. I think it's a riff on like the like the source material for the original for Hamlet. Hamlet, Hamlet? yeah, oh, that makes I, sense. I, everything yeah. has something to do with Hamlet, right? Every well, fucking like, half the movies in Hollywood deal with Hamlet, right? Yeah, but <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get Nicole Kidman's thing. Like, it was just very surprising when he confronted her, her reaction to it, and it didn't make a lot of sense, and know. it didn't really have a lot of payoff. Or, I saw, I saw it coming, but only because I've seen Nicole Kidman before it. A hundred of my last hundred and one movies that I've seen at the theater, and yeah. so I thought she's going to be a cunt. 
Somehow, and sure enough, she was. Oh, she's good at that. <laughs> so, somehow, I saw it coming. <laughs> you know, I'm with Brian. I saw that, and like, I got like the, I don't know, I had like the the goosebumps, the chills. You know, like that was a hell right? of a performance. She fucking freaked me out. You know, Did she? yeah. So was for she telling him the truth? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Because she, she shows the brand with the the sign for right? the pro, for the yeah. prostitute. You know? But then ah. she was like also kind of telling him whatever he wanted to hear to keep her alive. Well, I think uh, like that's the that's like the deceit or as, just to piss him off. Fuck, I don't no, know. I think deceit as political survival survival. Yeah. I think just madness, you know. Right. Uh, who knows? I mean, that's for us. That's part of the, the fun of like a really good performance. You're left to, you know, sort of guess at it. Yeah, and I'm with Brian. That was like very, very strong performance. Yeah, when she tells him your father only tolerated me because I gave him a son. Yeah, and yeah, oh yeah, that was, was rough. That was rough. I I could have told your father about about his brother, but I didn't warn him, and she knew, mm. and I was just like, wow. And then then she she kisses him on the mouth, kind of seductively, and I was like, whoa, yeah. what are we doing? I, kinda, I can't believe he didn't behead her at that moment. I. I don't know. It, I, I might have reacted differently. Like, just, no, like I just think he he was so caught off he was so caught off guard because, like I okay. said, he's yeah, just been. I can, yeah, you guys are his, probably reading it pretty. That's good. been one of the things he's just been repeating to himself. I right. saved my mother. Saved my mother. Oh, yeah, yeah, for all those years. Okay, and good. And then when I and then when I come to save her, she's yeah. just like, yeah, no, yeah, no, she don't, don't want do saving. <laughs> you were supposed to be dead because I said so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's one third of his outlook, right? Like this yeah, guy right? is super complicated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Avenge father, save mother, kill mm-hmm. Fjolner. You know? Yeah, that's what he kept saying over and over. And and then Fjolner maybe was not as that, awful of a person. That that's why I, I actually I really like the turn because it kind yeah. of makes Fjolner it 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 fleshes him out. You know? Okay. Yeah. It makes it makes the character like you know it's never. These things, like, everyone's got family drama, right? Sure, sure. And, like, the person who's sitting there telling you about the piece of shit from the other side of the family, maybe they're, like, 80% right, but no one's yeah. ever 100% right. Yeah, they've always There's got their, point, their point of view. Exactly. Three, three sides to everything, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, so everyone's always leaving, okay. leaving out, like, you know, like the drunk New Year's mm-hmm. party where someone kissed somebody else's wife or what have you. Sure. You know? There's always some. Why shit. you got to bring that up? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Philip. <laughs> Sorry, Philip. By the way, that wasn't somebody's wife, pal. <laughs> you were kissing, it was mine. You were kissing, I just forgot. You were kissing a, a grandfather clock. You were just like really ripped. <laughs> and I, I, real quick, I just want to shout out the, the, the quick little small roles, basically glorified cameos of uh, Willem Dafoe. Ooh, yeah. 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 And uh, Bjork. It was great. As, as was the great, witch. Though. Oh, yeah. I, thought, I, I thought the casting of Bjork as the witch was was spot on. Oh, that was Bjork. Okay. Yeah. She showed up. She yeah. showed up just like she was. Yeah. And they said, you don't uh-huh. need to go to costume. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, least, what's this? At least oh, she I wasn't just put wearing... something on this morning. <laughs> at least she wasn't in a swan costume, right? <laughs> was that last witch guy somebody? Was it? Uh, I don't been, know, right? man. It, it, I, like I was watching it, and he took his little yeah. 
mask helmet thing off, and I was like, that's not Kurt Russell, is it? Was that Kurt Russell? I don't think so. But <laughs> Did we miss something? Man, it almost kind of looked like him. <laughs> uh, if, this, if that was Kurt Russell, then this, this movie goes up a point for me, but yeah, exactly, I, I don't I don't right? think it was. <laughs> Back to full circle of the thing here, huh? <laughs> but yeah, no, the, 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 the turn with Nicole Kidman and the whole shifting of the paradigm, I think could have been yeah. fleshed out a lot more in a TV series. There you go. Right? Yeah. And yeah, then it would have made enough. more sense. And sure. it would have been another twist, you know? Right. And I, I think it would have been cool. Yeah. yeah. As it's, it was, I don't think they played it out as much as it should have been. I mean, because it was like 50 seconds long. You know? Right. It's like so huge. Yeah. It's like huge, just a huge bombshell to drop. And then sure. it's like, you know, like, okay, I'm running away again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then it goes right back to the original plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like this. This is this is like I. I think the point I'm about to make can like basically sum it up for all the listeners out there. You can't have a dude kissing his mom, who just revealed that she's been betraying him for 20 years, and then also a naked fight between two dudes at a volcano within 20 minutes yeah, of each other. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just okay. a, it's just like a lot going on without <laughs> right. uh, you know, without enough like easing the viewer into it, you know. All right. The volcano that, fight was pretty fucking cool though. It was, was real fucking cool. <laughs> it's right. the, it's the that, only time I can approve hanging dong in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that on that note, um all right, I think we've 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 dragged this one through the volcano long at the lava and the magma long enough. Um, Best scene in the movie, though. Yeah, it was awesome. That very first first scene where he raided the village was awesome. Yeah, there there was some other moments where I wish we would have got more of, like, when he killed those guys and then in the the next morning they were displayed on the outside of the the Yeah, that kind of had Midsommar vibes to it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I went to pee and came back and didn't realize what was going Uh on. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Alex, once again, we really want to thank you for joining us, dude. Um, so, uh, again, you know, the, the the plug here, man. Can you tell our listeners where to find your work? And, you know, like, is it easiest to just get your books through ebooks or go buy them at Amazon or yeah, where, where's, where's all, your stuff? All of that. Yeah. So it's all on Am- <laughs> it's all on Amazon. I do uh, Amazon like pretty much exclusively because that okay. way if you got Amazon prime, you can get the book for free. Um, oh. cause it's on Kindle unlimited. Uh, you can get print books too. Um, so, you know, Amazon type in Alex grass. I think it comes up pretty easy now. It would do pretty good. Um, and if you want to get in touch with me, I'm, I'm, for, I'm not on social media. I'm sorry. Goran, my, my, my guy who, you know, you guys talked to, he wants to murder me. Yeah. He, yeah. He wants, <laughs> he, 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 he's like, he has three things in life, you know, promote Alex, schedule Alex, kill right? Alex. You yeah. Know. <laughs> Not necessarily in that order. Yeah. Um, but you can find me on Goodreads and, and I, all right. I'm really great. I, first of all, if you're a horror reader, I, Goodreads is like a pretty, amazing website and you get i think um pretty you know like you can find a lot of stuff you would not find otherwise um nice. you know and there's uh, like great book lists and there's 
uh, very prolific reviewers. I think it's it's really good also because it's you know specific to books. Um, and if you contact me on there, like I'm, like I said, I talk to all any reader that gets in touch with me, and um, ve- I'm very easy to uh, to get in touch with. Yeah, and it's very simple. It's Alex, just like it's it's spelled, and it's grass, just like what you smoke. Yeah, exactly. So no, no, no trickery with the spell. I looked it up on Amazon. Right. It's right there. You got the influencer <laughs> and uh, what was the other one? Black River Lantern. Dread. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so those are the three that pop up. All right. Oh, a well, boy's it's... hammer. There it is. That one's free. Yeah, that's the newest one. All right. Uh, and, and as always, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We would always love to hear your feedback and ideas. Uh, you know, you can reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com or fuck, just go to our website, thehorrorreturns.com. Um, follow our social media. Uh, we are on social media, <laughs> unlike Alex, but uh, I've got Goodreads, dude. So when we're done recording, I'm, I'm going to look you up. Um, check us out on iTunes and all the rest. Um, now next week, <clears throat> I think it's potentially more pretentiousness, Brian. Yes. If oh. I'm not mistaken. Yes. <laughs> and so next week, Brian, what will we be covering? We will be covering last year's <laughs> Lamb and the upcoming movie The Hatching. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen more a a twenty four goodness. All right. And we're having right, a Alex. special guest. <laughs> Sniffing some Adam, more farts. Adam Thomas. <laughs> Get ready to hear his impression of Lance when he comes on. I can't wait. <laughs> he's going to he's going to make my Texas ac- accent sound very uh Tennessean. Uh, I, do, I do declare uh with some uh, mint julep. Uh. <laughs> says you sound like Jason Vanderbeek from Varsity Blues. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't want your life, please. <laughs> All right, Alex got that one. I didn't, so I guess I gotta go watch the movie. I <clears throat> you're alive. <laughs> All right, so next next week, uh, well, we just talked about it. It's gonna be our co-host from Double Edge, Double Bill, Adam Thomas, and we're doing, as Brian said, Lamb, which I unfortunately are, uh, e, which All I right, saw in the theater show last your hand, year. Spoiler right. uh, and. The Hatchling, which which looks interesting. So, uh, Philip, until the horror returns again. Good night.